Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman, coming to you live from Corner of the Galaxy Studios on Thursday, December 13th. A, uh, a busy day, to say the very least, with the LA Galaxy, uh, especially the busy last couple of hours. So a bunch of things to get into. Uh, we have expansion and waiver drafts to talk about, the off-season calendar. Tecosa officially announced uh, the stubby is out and the diggity is in. And Porter news that is downright crazy and a bunch of different narratives coming to fruition there. All right. So we have a lot to talk about, a lot to get to. And before we do any of that, let's welcome back. By the way, like this is our, what, our last live show hasn't been in almost a month probably. So it's it's almost like I don't even know what I'm doing for half of this stuff. But uh, w- welcome to the studio. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Mr. Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Eric, how's it going, buddy? It's going very well. I'm glad to be back. It has been way too long. I think yeah. it was right before uh, the season finale. The you know unfortunate ending to our LA Galaxy season was our last live show. So uh, when you brought me into the fold, I was told that we'd have an off season. There is no off season. The, no, there, it no. has been crazy. That's not that's not how this works. Uh, <laughs> listen, I, I will tell everybody right now, and I don't mean to toot my own horn, but it's the only place I can keep track of anything. So it's probably the best place for you to keep track of everything. Head on over to uh, cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can go to the LA Galaxy offseason draft transaction and rumor tracker. Click that. I'll try to keep it as close to the top of the page as possible, but sometimes it gets bumped down for other news. Uh, but whenever there's an update, sometimes I bump it back up to the top and, and keep an eye. But you go down there, and at the very top, it tells you when the last time it was updated, and then it tells you what was updated the last time and when that was, okay? And, and that's why and that's why the people love you, Josh, yes. because uh, I will tell you, if you haven't gone to cornerofthegalaxy.com and bookmarked that, you need to do so because it's right there up top. Yeah, you will need to scroll to get to the info, but it tells you what's new when it was added. So uh, if you're going to toot your own horn, I'm going to toot your horn. Wow. We're going to toot everybody's horn tonight. Easy, easy. Everybody gets a it's, horn it's too. A, it's a family show. It's a family <laughs> show. Um, no, it, it, it absolutely is. So it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's a good place to start, and that's actually where most most of my stuff is going to come from yeah. is talking about that as well. So listen, there's clearly some crazy Caleb Porter news. I know that most people are probably happy with this. News. I don't know. We got to tease it because okay. again, the good information, I try to tell Kevin this all the time. Okay. You buried the good information, right? Got we it. want you to listen to yeah. minute, you know, 35 at least to get to the really good stuff. And I'm not got saying it. that's where it is. So don't try jumping ahead. But <laughs> you know, you got to do something in order to get closer to that. You got to right? earn it. Yeah. So, um, so we're, we're, we're going to talk about it, uh, and we're going to get there. And the Caleb Porter news is way more twisty and turny than anything we have. We have multiple narratives being played out on Twitter and across two clubs and one coach and a front office and stuff. And so it's just, it's going to be too much fun. I was like, this is, these are exciting times. There are times when I've been here and we've, you know, hemmed and hawed and said, well, how are we going to get through an hour? Are we going to be able to fill this? And we always are able to do it. But today is one of those days where you could probably do a two or three hour show talking about everything that's just developed in the last few hours. Yeah. Because it, it can go in so many different directions. It, it is. So we're going to go down this a little bit. We're going to start with the expansion and waiver drafts because quite honestly, we can cruise through this in about 30 like seconds. four years ago. <laughs> it, feels, it feels like it was four <laughs> years ago. Uh, certainly, the expansion draft was held on Tuesday? On Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Tuesday was the day where I... I Went into work. I thought I was going to get work done. And then expansion draft and it's a close to getting announced. So, yeah, expansion draft was Tuesday, 
definitely is when it happened because I remember that day being crazy. Yeah, it was. That was another crazy day. There was yeah. there was rumors all over the place. That includes the Juninho rumors, yep. which uh, we'll t- I'll talk about here in a little bit as well. So, I mean, we're going to get you updated on all the rumors. But the expansion draft and waiver drafts, and the reason that we can plow right through these is, one, I'll tell you off the top, uh, the LA Galaxy didn't pick anyone in either of those drafts. Granted, they weren't allowed to pick anybody in the expansion draft, but nobody got picked from the LA Galaxy in the expansion draft, something we told you was very likely. Uh, Darren Maddox from DC United, Kai Kamara from the Vancouver Whitecaps, uh, Roland Lamar from FC Dallas, Eric Alexander from Houston Dynamo, and Hassan Adam from New York Red Bull were the five expansion uh, expansion picks for FC Cincinnati. FC Cincinnati traded Kai Kamara to Colorado for an international slot and some other things, I think. So uh, that was really the only interesting uh, stuff. And FC Cincinnati's been signing a whole bunch of players yeah. and making moves. If you're interested in, in FC Cincinnati, go ahead and follow them and, yeah, and do on, it. On, on the heels of that expansion draft, they also got Greg Garza in exchange for that's some, right. some Gam and Tam, get, get everyone's some, favorite. So, little Jam Tam. Yeah, they were able to you know, get someone who just won the MLS Cup is, on is, their roster. Is this another thing where it's like GIF and JIF, where <laughs> Jam and Jam and Gam? I thought it was Gam. It's not. It's general allocation money, so yeah. it's Jam. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. even though I guess no it's fun. supposed to be JIF, by the way, too, which is just stupid <laughs> no, and ridiculous. Not. Yeah, I know. GIF forever. It's GIF. It's always GIF. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so you go to the, exp- the results of the expansion. Of, of the um, of the waiver draft, um, and the waiver draft doesn't have you know anything uh, very exciting either. We had our fingers crossed, Siani. <laughs> Not that we were going to get him back anyway. It, it doesn't really matter. That's <laughs> the, the bottom line. Um, the MLS waiver draft results: uh, the Chicago Fire picked two players, LAFC picked one player, New York Red Bulls. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, New York Red Bulls picked picked a, a player as well. So Marcus Epps from Philadelphia Union, New York Red Bulls. Christian Martinez from the Columbus Crew to the Chicago Fire. Marco Reina from LAFC to Chicago Fire, and Ris- R- Ricky Lopez Espin from Real Salt Lake to LAFC. So again, no big names. You weren't expected to. And who exactly is available for the waiver draft? Oh, those are all the people who aren't eligible for the reentry <laughs> draft. So yeah, I know. Listen, like MLS, it's, t- it's MLS keeps on MLSing. Yeah, always, always. <laughs> Um, so that, of course, gets us to our off-season calendar update. I want to make sure that you're up and prepared for this. Um, if you head over to our tracker there, you're, you can go to the MLS reentry draft, which will take place on December 14th. So we're recording on 13th, the night of, uh, at 12 p.m. Pacific time. Tomorrow on Friday, uh, they will have the first stage of the MLS reentry draft. Uh, the reentry draft is really made up of players who had their options declined or they're out of contract and they're eligible for the quote unquote reentry draft. So that's the ones that you sort of want to look at. From the LA Galaxy, that includes Ashley Cole, Ari Laster, and Brian Silvestri. So those are the three players that could possibly be picked by somebody else. Listen, Ashley Cole ain't getting picked. No, it doesn't matter in stage one or stage two because Ashley Cole ain't, yep. ain't playing in MLS next year. Um, Ari Lasseter and, and Brian Silvestri, maybe. I could pick. I can see someone maybe going after Lasseter. But here's the thing. They're not going after him in this stage one. Yeah. They're going to go after him in stage exactly. two. And the difference, can, yeah. Yeah, the difference okay. between stage one, stage two, Rancher Draft, just in case you care, most people are already falling asleep. Uh, <laughs> we're waiting for that hot ki- Caleb Porter news. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb Porter. We're, 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 so, it's, we're so mean to Kevin. He we tries. Love Kevin. We love He Kevin. tries, even with the Zlatan Ibrahimovic and all that stuff. But, you know, the panda the panda tries for his pronunciations. He just, He's doing the Lord's he, work. He misses a lot. Um, no, so uh, the stage one and stage two, basically stage one says that if you pick a player in stage one, you pick them up at their option decline. So whatever that option year was that the club declined, you pick them up at that. There's no negotiating. You say, yep, that's a good deal for us. We take you at your $225,000 that the LA Galaxy declined, and now we're going to pay it for you right now. No questions asked. Easy. Uh, re-entry draft the Stage 2, which will happen in another week, um, which takes place on December 20th at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Stage 2, you get to pick the person, and then you get to negotiate their contract. 
So you get the rights to that person and you get to negotiate once you give them a bona fide contract offer, you get their rights. So that's sort of the difference between those two. Uh, Usually, maybe one or two players picked in stage one. And then more players yeah. usually pick. Usually, stage someone two. who, if their option isn't isn't wildly expensive, and it's someone who you think that another club might go after, that you want to secure them. That's that's the purpose of that first phase. So, I think the majority of these players, if you were to scroll down this list, uh, these are, seem like guys who you probably wouldn't want to pay full value. You might want to renegotiate. So, I, I'd be very surprised if I saw more than uh, you know two or three of these guys go in the in the first round yeah uh yeah it, it just doesn't happen so we don't expect a lot of movement in first uh we'll expect more movement but it's always less than i think people think yeah. there's going to be in the second it's a big list but not yeah not a lot happens with if, this if list. they don't get picked in either of those they kind of almost become free agents where they're able to negotiate but they're not re- there's that's yeah. ridiculous there's yeah. no such thing as free agency even <laughs> the free agents aren't free agents in major league soccer so anyway so that's what you have coming up. Draft one takes place on 12, 14, 2018 at 12 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, a complete list of the players available is on the website. So you can head on over to corner of the galaxy.com and click on that tracker results of, of that will of course, for some reason be posted on the website. I just like to torture myself. So <laughs> that'll be up there. Um, and you can get that. And then uh, stage two takes place again on uh, December 20th. So that's where you are. Um, right now in terms of the off-season calendar and what you can expect very close, uh, very soon about the LA Galaxy and sort of what's going around. And the good news for the LA Galaxy, Eric, is that they now have a general manager who is confirmed, although we were certainly... Uh working on that uh dance world's worst kept secret i was was gonna say i said and people were like it wasn't it wasn't really the world yeah it was like we we had known for (laughs) like two or three weeks and you know he had a he had a conference call which we're going to talk about as well um and so you know we get to get our first sort of impressions of of dennis teclosa and by the way correct pronunciation dennis teclosa so that means all my close puns out the window. Well, Had a like, whole bunch of these. It still plays. You, but you, it's not the same because it's still closer. <laughs> you know, like hold me, hold me closer, Tony Danza. You know, like that. Um, oh, so yeah, man. to close. Yeah, I was oh, just setting out. Thank <laughs> that you for teeing works. that one up. That was perfect. Hey, you know, that's why I'm here. Okay. Uh, so anyway, so to closer uh, was officially announced as general manager. Uh, what you're gonna find at the end of this. This is great. This is great. You're gonna love this. Uh, what you're going to find at the end of this is the complete unedited conference call with Dennis DeClosa. I will put that at the end of this podcast. You're going to hear the music at wow. the end. That Now that's a tease. Now, isn't it? People listen to this at work and they say, you know what? I'm going to skip my conference call and I'm going to listen to another conference call. Yeah, just play it through your phone, audio. <laughs> just be like, put it on speakerphone and be like, oh, I'm on, I'm on a conference I'm call right con- now. Sorry. Yeah, that's actually a smart move. Yeah, I know. That's good. Um, tip. So it'll be on there. So you'll hear the music at the end. If you just hang on, it'll go, which will mean this podcast ends up being probably all about an hour and 45 minutes long or something like that because it's a 45 minute uh, conference call with the last two or three questions in Spanish if you're a Spanish speaker you can figure those out um, but we did get to talk to him so uh, to close confirmed we got to talk to him um, what were yeah, and, and you got to see some videos of him yeah. and you've now seen sort of you know other people what, what are you thinking about uh, Dennis to right now as it goes, and without trying to go into the Porter news, which <laughs> well, we're going to talk gonna about. Well, I'm just going to go, takeaways that I have based on um, what I've been hearing about him, you know, from from our the podcast here, what I've been reading about him, it seemed like this was definitely the guy who you want uh, as your president of soccer operations or general manager or whatever the official title was. The resume was there, um, be coming from a national team, coming from Mexico, having MLS experience. He seemed to check all the boxes. And then the Galaxy on their website, on their social media, they also released some short video clips, about two minutes of Teclosa speaking. And, and he said all the right things there too. So I feel really, really good about 
um, about him as a general manager. You know, some things that he said that just stand out. I wrote down some quotes. I will defend the colors with everything that's, that is within me. So that just says he understands what the fans want. He understands the weight of the role and what the, what's expected of him. Uh, he, he said the club needs a strong identity, needs to be clear with where it stands. Uh, they've always brought in the high-name players, but on the other end, he believes that this in, in this area, Southern California, there's lots of talent that can still be tapped into and taken much more advantage of. And so when he said that, that's where I just, you know, got out of my chair, jumped up and down because that, that's something that I've actually always had a gripe with, with the Galaxy and even the U- U.S. Soccer Federation. Southern California, growing up here, being around here, and you know this from growing up in the area, I honestly believe that there's enough talent in Southern California to field a national team caliber uh, you know, team, some, a team right. that can compete with our U.S. national team just in Southern California. But the million dollar question is, how are you going to tap into that? How are you going to figure that out? No one's been able to figure out that puzzle because the talent is definitely here, but it's how do we how do we tap into it? And Toclosa seems like someone who has a vision for that. He understands uh, from a scouting perspective where where to go and where to look. And so to me, once he said that and understanding the weight of the role, weight of the club, what they do with big players, but then also accepting that we're in Southern California and this is a hotbed. This is a place where it's excellent to play soccer and there's talent here and being able to develop that, uh, you know, he, I think he said in a developmental project, not just an academy. Right. Uh, that, that's, that was, that was uh, the quote that really stood out. This isn't just putting players into a, an academy. He has a whole project in mind. And so to me, I, f- I feel like they hit it out of the park with Toclosa. He really seems like the guy. Yeah. And, and not only that, but he, he talked about, you know, picking up where he left off. Eric, which is um, the dude was responsible for for the Chivas USA academies that the LA Galaxy eventually yeah, inherited um, <laughs> whenever Chivas USA folded and LAFC, uh, you know, didn't didn't ever want at one, for a while there. Chivas yeah. USA was sort of floating. Uh, the academies were floating in no man's land and could have possibly been poached by uh, by LAFC and, and weren't. So uh, the LA Galaxy poached him and poached all these amazing young talents where you talk like uh, Efren Alvarez, um, you know, Yulianas. Those guys really got started in that sort of Chivas USA um, academy. Was Bradford Jameson one of those? I don't know. I don't know if was he was one there? at Chivas USA. He may have been, um, as a matter of fact. He may have been. I'd have to go back and look. I'd have to ask. Um, so anyway. But the bottom line, the Galaxy benefited from the work that Teclosa had done. And now he's coming into a position where he's able to make that. And it feels like his goal is broad. This yes. is a broad look. This, this guy's big picture, big picture, dude. He's, he's talking about academies at all levels. He's talking about, you know, LA galaxy two. He's talking about senior team. He's talking about that alignment between those. Um, I really like that. He's also going to look at senior team stuff and he has to work on salary cap. And I specifically asked the question, um, to Dennis about whether or not he felt like he had enough room to maneuver in 2019, knowing the LA galaxy will be cash strapped and salary cap strapped, uh, going into 2019, which they are. Don't be fooled by anything that you see. (laughs) The LA galaxy will be, uh, salary cap restricted in 2019. And some of that's going to come from raises. The guys are going to get. And whenever that first, uh, whenever the first salary list salary list comes out, there's gonna some of you, some of y'all are gonna yeah. be scratching your heads. <laughs> all right, so that's something to keep an eye on and understand that there's gonna be guys who you don't think played a significant role in 2018 that are gonna get significantly more money than they did starting. And that's I think Jorgen Shelvick's tapped out. I don't think he's getting any money. He, who uh, knows? You'd be surprised. He, he might get a little more. <laughs> there um, were some some serious bumps in those last salary releases. So yeah, if he started there, every single salary does go up. I, I, I see very few that 
stay at the same level. So usually, usually, there's, there's, usually there's an increase. Yeah, there's, and, there's an increase. And that's how it is in a contract too. Yeah. First year's worth this much. Yeah. Second year's worth a little bit more. Just, and yeah. third Nature year, the, the option beast. is worth way, way, way more. Um, so no, you get all those things. So I mean, that's the thing. So And he said he'd have to, he, he felt like he, he didn't want to put judgment and I didn't mean to put him in the position to have to speak about the failures of the years before yeah. because he's certainly not going to sit there and, you know, uh, dump on the guys who came before him. That's just, he's not going to do that. As a guy who's coming in who has the job now, you play nice and you're yeah, like, hey, but also I think when you, you hear his comments and you listen to that conference call and you see what he says, he's not doing it directly. He's obviously, you know, being polite and not directly saying there's issues, but he's acknowledging flaws and, yeah, he, and yeah. the, the comments that he's making and what he wants to do indirectly points out the failures that the galaxy have had over the past few seasons. Yeah. And, and I, I agree with that. That, yeah. that makes a whole bunch of sense. So, um, no, and but he said, you know, basically without sort of throwing anybody under the bus that they have some things they have to do and he's going to have to get creative. Whenever he says he has to get creative yeah. for me, that <laughs> means he's like, we're, we're going to have to think outside the box here. It's a here. polite way of the emoji siren going off. Yeah, so um, so that's, you know, that was sort of my impressions. I think that I was told that he is much more expressive in Spanish than he is in English, which would make sense. The guy mm-hmm. has spent a, a significant amount of time in Mexico um, as the director of the Mexican national teams. And that's not just team, that's teams with an S, including the younger teams, uh, the U-17s, the U-20s, I mean, uh, across, top to bottom, yeah. all those guys. I really like him as an organizer. I think he's exactly what the Galaxy need. In terms of that, uh, I was... Uh, uh, I think that he he thought we were going to be a little harder on him um, than we were. <laughs> well, coming from from you know Mexico and and the expectations that are there, there's he was probably yeah yeah I agree he was probably expecting uh, some sharper some sharper tools coming at him. There there's some there's another thing that I was trying to explain to people is that as Galaxy reporters we've never had to deal specifically with a general manager. You have Bruce Arena, who was the head coach and GM, and so he spoke for everything at every so that was easy and you could talk to him and whole deal, but. Um, Pete Bainis was MIA for the entire time he was quote unquote general manager or VP. He wouldn't talk to people. He pretended I. Uh, this is my assumption. <laughs> I don't want to throw him under the bus. Hey, he's he's he, gone. He pretend yeah, but he could still be like you know hunt me down or something like that outside. <laughs> he's, he could be banging on the glass outside the studio. Right. Uh, but Pete uh, Pete pretended to be on the phone from my all the time. Uh, if he would walk by anybody, he was always on the phone. Phone was up to his ear. Um, well, that's so a, that's so, a smart move, actually. If you're so, walking around the stadium, right? I do that all the time. Um, no, so so I mean that was so you didn't have an open dialogue with him about GM yeah. things, and quite honestly, GM things are technical. They're about rules. They're about salary caps. They're about moving players. I mean, there's some really detailed stuff that you have to get in with a GM, and quite honestly, Bruce Arena never wanted to deal with that. And never, and never even... It's not glamorous. No. It's not the glamorous part of the job. No, so he didn't want to do it, but you always had other things to ask for Bruce. And then with Pete, again, not being there and not being able to ask questions and, and quite honestly, not being open for the media. I mean, he didn't want to talk to anybody. Um, you know, you sort of had that dark black hole in there that the information was there, but you were never able to access it. So with Dennis, I think it's going to take us a little while to figure out what questions we have to ask Dennis in terms of GM questions mm-hmm. and what we'll ask, you know, whoever the coach ends up being. And it's also still very early... In his tenure, he's he's been there for for a day for for two days. So um, I don't think any of the moves there hasn't been there haven't been any moves that lie on him. So the tough questions aren't going to come because he hasn't he hasn't made any moves yet. And so I think once those moves start getting made, then you'll you'll understand the type of questions that will need to be asked of him. But the way he presented himself, uh, and and you mentioned it a little bit, not to make fun of to keep piling on Pete, but Pete, you know, being a player, and I think being in in front of the camera and addressing the media was probably not a forte of his. 
Tacosa, you could tell he is used to standing in front of a group of reporters or a group of uh, people who are going to ask him questions. And he he answered those questions with ease. He was very comfortable. He seems like he was going to be very honest. And I think this is if he's going to be this transparent and honest with his with his answers, because he, he could have been even more political and and said said a whole lot of nothing while saying the right things but he seemed to give concrete answers on what he wants to do so it seems like there's going to be some honesty there and he's going to have a comfort uh when when discussing the me- with the media i will share with you don't tell anybody else okay no one's listening i requested to have <laughs> dennis come on the show tonight he was busy so you got me next so i got thing. you so i got you but i the, the bottom line is they were open to that idea so we will work to get dennis on the show nice. and we will we will have an interview with him as soon as i can make it work he's a busy guy i understand it i have a very small window of when i'm able to do things those windows have to match up in order for us to get a show all that stuff but it's the off season i can usually squeeze in a show somewhere you know after workouts or you know before i get up in the morning or whatever <laughs> there's there's always room somewhere um so Anyway, so that's that's Dennis Tacosa. I again, I am I am positive. I am I think that he is a good hire. Um, depending on how much power they give him yeah. and how much he's able to go in and change things without having to check in with anybody, he could be really good. That's the real question, and, and it's going to remain the real question. I, I, we're going to talk about Caleb Porter and whether or not Tacosa had anything to do with Caleb Porter in this, and we're not going to get any great answers in terms of perfectly clear answers. That were reported or anything else. So we will we will run through all the narratives when that comes. But we had another bit of news today. Um, one that I should have been expecting because the contract was up, but it's one of those things you don't yeah, think about. Under the radar. Six years. Six years is a long time. Um, it seems <laughs> you didn't to me. set your your alarm on your in your iPhone. I should. Six have. years from now. I'm gonna set remind it. For, me. I'm gonna set it for ten years. <laughs> set it for ten. For ten years. Um, anyway, uh, StubHub Center uh, will be renamed Dignity Health Sports Park. And flows right off the tongue. And we'll only have to say that like about a million. (laughs) By the time this is over in 10 years, I will probably have it down where the LA Galaxy actually play. Uh, AEG signed a 10-year deal with Dignity Health for their naming rights and more uh, to the currently named StubHub Center. The terms of the deal were not disclosed. Now, I asked why they weren't disclosed because if all the other deals have been disclosed, you found out how much money they were basically worth. There's something to do with this could possibly be. I don't know if this is a publicly traded company or if it's a private trade company. Well, I think the fact that it has a connection to some uh, hospitals health, yeah, and, and healthcare, some healthcare. Yeah, they can't th- tell th- it. Like, there, there might be some some red tape that they need to go around. But we know they're not giving it away. That, yeah, they're, they're paying for those rights. Yeah, exactly. So the Galaxy is not walking away without some type of... Uh, some partnership or, or revenue from this. Now, I know that everybody, uh, you know... Short memories and all. Uh, everybody's <laughs> like, how could you change it from StubHub Center? And I remember when they changed it from Home Depot Center, and I was like, wait, what are they going to call it? And up StubHub Center? It, yeah. And how long did I say Home Depot Center? I liked Home Depot Center. I it, like the HDC. It, I was yeah, perfectly fine with that. That was fine. <laughs> it, the bottom line is they all become fine. It's yes. really what we find out because I, you, you called the HDC, you called Home Depot Center, yeah. then you called it, you know, StubHub Center, then you called it the Stubby, the if you want to, yeah. you know, it's like they all just evolve into something. It figures it out. It figure it all works itself out. So, and I think that's the nature of of, of sports or our business now, and, and especially in North America, because yes. you know everybody's going to compare this to you know Old Trafford, and they're like, well, they don't have a naming rights deal for the well, state. Like, yeah, Old okay, well, you're not Old Trafford. <laughs> you, if you go to like Wrigley Field, right? Wrigley yeah. Field is is an old stadium, and it's been around forever, and blah blah blah. You know, they don't they don't have a naming rights deal, although they probably do like I'm somewhere sure, in there. I'm they're, sure it's there. Yeah, because I, I think to the Boston. The Boston Garden, you know, they, that didn't change, but it's now TD Bank, you know, Boston at Boston Garden. At Boston Garden, it's, yeah. it's something like that. So 
it's it's just the nature of the beast. It hurts sponsors naming rights to stadiums. This is this is doing the price is doing business. I, I I don't hate it. It seems like it's a good partnership. It's a charitable cause. It seems like it's yeah, a great partnership it's a great... <laughs> in terms of some of the other ones the Galaxy have. This one is right up there. Is probably yeah. the best one that they have. Absolutely. Um. So we don't know what it is, but uh, again, this is going to end up being three name changes in twenty five years once this contract is has gone out. So I, I think everybody kind of just chill a little bit on some of that stuff. Now, they're going to do a whole bunch of things, too. They're running a mobile health clinic during yeah. the uh, LA Galaxy games. They're going to go out to uh, some of the some of those youth tournaments yeah. and and provide some sponsorship and some some support for those as well. Yeah. So, And they're going to be holding some viewing parties in the hospitals, possibly. Yeah. I like that. Regular visit. It seems like a great partnership. And that, that was my... You know, if you're if you're going to gripe about it because of the name change, that's one thing. But the partnership itself seems like it's going to be it makes meaningful. Sense. Yeah. Now, you know, the other part of the name thing that we really get into is the fact that, and, and we were talking about like Wrigley Field and mm-hmm. you know Mile High, and it's by the way, it's like you know somebody presents yes. Mile High or whatever it is in, in Denver, is the fact that StubHub Center slash Home Depot Center it slash never, it never was LA Galaxy Stadium. It never was anything. Yeah, yeah it was always Home Depot, Depot Center, yeah. which was a naming rights deal, yes. and then it was all then it was StubHub Center was, naming rights deal. You know. Unless you're going to call it, you know, Bruce Arena, um, which I've always liked, uh, the, timely the Bruce Arena. Um, <laughs> see, it all I makes like that. it all makes a lot of sense. Um, or as somebody suggested, Victoria Park for Victoria, the street that uh, that borders it to the north. Um, unless you're going to do that, and then you can have Dignity Health presents Victoria Park yeah. or at Victoria Park, you know, that type of thing. You can do that, and then you'll keep a name forever. Yes. But until that happens, you're going to get a new name every ten years. And or that's so. kind of the funny thing too, is if you're going to say, "Well, I don't like the name change." I mean, did you really love the StubHub model and business so much that you, I'm a StubHub guy. I, I hate that they're getting rid of that. I mean, things change. Partnerships change. It's okay. We're going to get through it. We're going to survive. Everybody will be okay. <laughs> Everyone's going to be okay. I mean, that's- The Dignity Health Center. Or the, health the, sports park. Oh, see, I already see, called I it know. the center. Dignity <laughs> health. Well, at one point, whenever I whenever I saw the article in the LA Times this morning, I asked for said, "Yeah, is this all true?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we're going to announce it later today." And so I'm, I tweeted out, "Dignity Health Sports Complex." Okay. Because it is a complex. Yeah, That's a lot, but it's not. It's <laughs> Dignity Health Sports. Sports plural. Sport. Yep. It's sports park. Because it's more than one sport. Dignity I Health Sporting Park. Dignity Health Sports Park. Somebody suggested calling it DHS Park. DHS Park, which I work. like. That's yep. not horrible. Um, the uh, dig. The dig the, works. The dig or or uh, the diggity. The diggity is my personal favorite. Because <sighs> the then you could play no diggity. Any any chance you can get to get. Black Street's No Diggity on back on my Spotify playlist. I'm all for it. Back on your, it hasn't left. That's the, that's <laughs> hey, the thing. You know, keep it down over here. That's We're right. on live uh, on live stream. That's how it I works. I don't want that getting out. <laughs> you share. But yeah, you the the diggity is kind of fun, and and well, I was kind of interacting with a few people on Twitter as well. You know, part of that is the fun as well, because if it was, uh, you know, Bruce Arena Field, you know, Dignity Health presents Bruce, Bruce Arena, Arena Field, Field, right? Then it's not as fun. But if it's it's constantly changing, then you kind of get to come up with these new. Things and, and it will evolve over time. Once it's like El Trafico, you know, maybe it wasn't intended, but once it's stuck, it's stuck. So whatever it, we're going to end up calling this uh, this stadium, it will stick. But the bottom line is the LA Galaxy play there, and that's that's what matters. And yeah, that's what, well, that's the, what we're going to the be LA Galaxy, for. the LA Chargers, and soon to be like the, I said, the, the LA, XFL, the LA Galaxy play there, and that's what matters. End uh, statement. Well, I just the, the one <laughs> thing I want to get away from on this is that like, oh, well, the Galaxy just did it for money. Yeah, yeah. 
That's, like you that's do what they do. That's kind of the point. That's what they do. <laughs> that's how you do. That's how you do that's, sports that's, in North America. That's it's, how you get Zlatan to come. With, it, you know, it may be different somewhere else. It may be different in in the UK. It may be different in. I mean, you know, it's the O2 Arena, right? Yep. I mean, we know that. We know. You know there's so it's Wembley. Wait, no, that doesn't work. So <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know. Is that somebody? It's okay. Is that somebody? Was it named after a corporation? Jim Wembley. Wembley? Actually, <laughs> there was going to be a naming rights deal with Wembley, and it fell through. Because of the outrage, because, people, I have no upset. idea. I don't know, but they were going to fund basically a whole bunch of youth initiatives with it, and so I remember and that's, hearing that it was. A and thing. that's the thing you have to remember: there, there are meaningful partnerships attached to this, this naming rights piece, and I think that's that's the important thing to remember. And it's just a name. What matters is the team that plays inside. So it's it's the heart. It's the heart. it's what's on stop. the inside that can- <laughs> just just stop just stop. Um, I was near t- Christmas. You know, I was I'm talking feeling- to somebody who has to say that name aloud. Not, I don't want to say any names. Okay. But somebody that has to say that name out loud. <laughs> um, and and this person was like, ah, all right. Yeah. Reset. <laughs> let me let me figure out how to do this one. It is not one that rolls off the tongue. It gets stuck there. It's like getting peanut butter in your retainer. It sort of sticks on the side. Anyway, so that's where we are with that particular thing. Again, I think overall it's a great idea. Um, you know, if the galaxy want to name their field something, you know, Anschutz Field, you want to call, you want to call yeah. it that, and then we'll just go with that, and then it could be you know Dignity Health Ansh- at Anschutz Field, or, or flip it Anschutz Field at Dignity Health Sports Park. I think at one point at Arizona State, the uh, baseball stadium that they had there was like Frank Frank Cush Field at blah 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 <laughs> at this. There was like seven yeah. different layers <laughs> to it, so like you could do whatever you wanted well, to. Well, and I think your way around it is naming the soccer field something. That yeah. way, it's that field at that specific stadium. Yeah, and it makes. Again, it just it's it's all much. All right, uh, we've made it thirty minutes into the show. All right, that's we haven't even gotten to the hot topics. This yet. it was it was important. You it said impo- thirty five minutes. You were pretty close. I, I was pretty close. I I've, pretty te- I've been. I've, oh, thank you. Get out. <laughs> um, I've been I've been doing this a while, so yeah. you know I can usually figure out how these things are going to go. Um, uh, I don't. This is difficult to sort of explain because if you remember on our Monday podcast. Uh, we had a break in. Yeah. We had a break in on our podcast. We had a sound effect. I was listening. We had sound effects. We had people almost crash their cars because of those sound <laughs> effects. Uh, we apologized, but we felt it was necessary. We actually broke into our own podcast, a recorded podcast. We broke into the center uh, because we got done. We hit the stop button, and all of a sudden, we heard that Caleb Porter was close to signing with the LA Galaxy. Um, and Caleb Porter was seen at the Lakers game with Chris Klein. Uh, with a hell of with, a game to go to. With also. Dan Beckerman. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, Lakers and Heat. Um, with Dan Beckerman, with Dennis DeClosa. All of those were there. The whole gang was there. The whole gang was there. It was it was happening. They were courting Caleb Porter. Y'all knew it. The next day came, comes out, and you had the reports that start coming out that the Galaxy were close. You had it from, uh, I think, The Athletic. I think you had it from ESPN FC. Uh, you had it from Kevin Baxter saying it was close. Yeah. And we have been told it was close. Yeah. And we were not moving off of that particular the ledge. Magi- although the, ma- although the Magic 8-Ball said all signs point, point to yes. All signs point to yes, yeah. but it's not done. So we were told close. All these things are happening. Everything was moving in that direction. Um, so that has been assumed now for the last week, uh, basically until Thursday as we're recording. I'll say full disclosure, you know, I, I knew I was recording tonight and I, I did my Caleb Porter homework. I, I was ready to Caleb, Caleb, Caleb Porter. Yes. <laughs> I, I was ready to, to talk myself into Caleb Porter <laughs> and then we had some, uh, some revelations. Yeah, there was some revelations. So, uh, Paul Tenorio came out at about five, well, actually it was about three forty-five. Um, and Paul Tenorio for The Athletic, and who has been on the show before and who is one of my favorite people to follow, at Paul Tenorio on Twitter, if you want to. Um, and of course, listen, I'm going to tell you to subscribe to The Athletic, because I do, and I get great 
information from there and love reading the article. So if you do that, go for it. Um, I'm not being paid to say that. So uh, go do it. But uh, Paul Tenorio came out and basically said that Caleb Porter, after basically being crowned the LA Galaxy coach already, was, <laughs> he was in fact, yeah, was in, he was at the Laker game, which we, we will talk about. Yeah. But he was, he, we're being told that, um, that Paul Tenorio reporting that he's going to sign with the Columbus crew. Um, and that didn't seem possible probably 12 hours before that, if you had told me. Now, Porter sort of popped up late on this, too, in terms of, hey, this was the guy. Um, but I will tell you right now that I was fully prepared for an announcement on Friday, and I was fully prepared for a press conference on Monday, and I didn't do that all by myself. Um, there were other people who were telling me that that's the direction it was headed. Now, again, it was always, if it gets done, Eric, they were always, they were good. and yeah, they and covered all their bases. Covered all the bases. If it gets done, this is what's going to happen. So you were looking at an announcement late this week, which was Thursday, Friday. You're looking at press conference Monday, Tuesday. That all made sense. Whole deal. Uh, the fact that Caleb Porter is not, and by the way, I, I will tell you specifically, Kevin Baxter tweeted it out. Uh, he says, a uh, source close to the negotiations confirms Paul Tenorio's story that Caleb Porter is no longer a candidate for the vacant LA Galaxy coaching job. So no longer a candidate. Went from the guy going to get announced on Friday to no longer a candidate. Uh, Baxter went on to say, apparently new general manager Dennis DeClosa didn't feel Porter was the right fit for the club. May I interject, Your Honor? Yeah, you can. <laughs> you can. So uh, leading up to this, yes. we were led uh, to believe that moving forward, general manager was going to make decisions on coaching. Right. Um, so if Caleb Porter was being courted, deal was close to being done. Um, it's, if I'm, I'm putting pieces of the puzzle together, it seems like Tecloso would have s seemingly wanted Porter if it was close to, it was just a matter of the deal getting done. And so for, you know, at the last hour for him to say, you know, I, I, I see it going a different direction. It just seems odd. It seems odd to me. It seems more than odd. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I have a, I have to suck on cough drops All for right, this entire enough. podcast. This otherwise, pod. otherwise I'll be, keep going. Yeah, I'll just make <laughs> noises over here. Um, no, I mean, it, it, it's more than odd. It is a complete turnaround. I mean, this was a this was an organization moving in that direction. Now, I had said on Tuesday and on Wednesday that basically, if Caleb Porter was brought in, that this was going to be Chris Klein's horse to ride. Yeah. Um, it was going to be Chris Klein's mountain to die on yeah. was Caleb Porter because we know the college roommate. Yep. You, we know all these connections to it. That and that's not a secret either. And so and that's the other piece of it is if, if Caleb Porter was the guy, um, you know, it was, you know, he must be, he must have said something really amazing in the interview and laid out a plan because the optics of this did not look good for the LA Galaxy because no, with the connections yeah. to Klein, it seems like, okay, he's bringing in another, you know, boys club. Here comes another friend of his. And so Porter must have really, laid something out that he was going to be spectacular. So that's why you could almost talk yourself into it. So to see it go sideways is re is really interesting. And then to throw it to close in there to say, uh, you know, he was part of the reason just seems, seems interesting. It, it certainly is a narrative. Now, listen, we have multiple narratives going on here and, and different things going. So Kevin puts out his tweet, and this is not to go against Kevin's tweet. I don't want to say that, but Paul Tenorio comes out and says, despite the differing narratives out there, I can reinforce my earlier reporting via multiple sources. The Galaxy offered Porter the job. He chose to take the Columbus job instead. So what you're seeing here is a narrative from the Galaxy that says, hey, Tecloso made the decision. He wasn't going to fit. It wasn't going to work. And so that ended up making it done. Um, whether or not they offered the job or not. Now, new stuff that has come out even since we started recording. Uh, 
if I can just get into my phone and actually bring up the Ooh, tweets again, I know. It's breaking, breaking news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It always is. <laughs> and I will uh, say this about the Lakers game and why we all thought it was a done deal. That's the LA Galaxy's signature move. You know, for some people, when they go to the movies, they do the arm stretch, and then that's how you get the arm around the girl. Right. So, you know, you bring her to, to the door, and then you go for that final move. That's the Lakers game. They, you know, we saw him do it with uh, Jermaine Jones. Jermaine Jones, that's right. <laughs> I mean, this is, it's like the kiss of death. We know it's a done deal. So that was what added to the shock Be, value. Because you don't go to the Laker game and, and, make sit, it public. and yeah. sit in the front row unless yeah. you think it's done, right? It's, it's, you're basically saying it's okay to be seen because this is happening. So Kevin Baxter tweeted out while uh, at 7.08. So we started recording at 7. So here we go. Uh, the Galaxy Caleb Porter talks ended over the length of the contract. The team was off. I'm told the Galaxy are still paying Kurt Anolfo and Siggy Schmidt, who had two years deals in addition to Dominic Neer. They did not want to saddle themselves with another long term deal. Okay. So again, you want to, how yeah. I interpret that? Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, they offered him a job. Mm-hmm. He didn't like the job and went elsewhere. So they didn't offer him what he wanted, but they seemed to think that they were in the ballpark. Yeah. And so that's interesting. And, and so basically you can look at it this way, which is that, you know, if, if the crew offered him what the galaxy couldn't, yeah. then that's what it is. But then that's yeah. But the bottom line is the galaxy put themselves in a position by not hiring the correct people and by paying people to longer term deals. And by the way, yeah. in no universe is two years a long term deal. Yes. Okay. <laughs> let's just let's let's get into that right now. For a coach, two years is not a long term deal. But they want to make sure they have the right fit on these guys. And like so, you said, they're already paying other coaches, so they really can't offer. They've put themselves in a position where they can't offer more years. They, so, they can. It, this they is can, the, this but the then, whole thing. But then you're you're stuck with it, and then you're. What happens if it goes sideways again? Yeah, and and it can, right? And mm-hmm. and you absolutely can't. I mean, listen. Anytime I say that here that like the LA Galaxy don't have the money to do something, I laugh because they're AEG. They have <laughs> all the money. They were ranked, I think, in the top fifteen football clubs in the entire world in terms of the the overall uh, financial power of their owner. Now they don't put that kind of money into the yeah. LA Galaxy. You get and, it, but and devil's advocate, if if you have those means, does that mean you should just burn it away? I think no, you, you should. You don't get those means without. Right. Being careful how you spend it as well. Yeah. So this is this is where it, it all sort of comes into. So, I mean, it's just, it's a horrible situation for the Galaxy yeah. if you figure that they put themselves in a position that they, listen, we talked about it, Kevin and I talked about it before this year was even over, that whatever coach they were going to get, they were going to have to overpay for. Yeah. And if they're going in thinking they're going to get some bargain deal on somebody not by not point. offering, you know, the the years, then that's, that's just, it, it's not going to happen. You fired two coaches, you were going to let go possibly your third coach. You ran one coach out with Bruce Arena basically running to the U.S. men. He was happy to go, yeah. folks, okay? He didn't He didn't want to stay. So you've done these things to these four guys so far. You have to repair with some trust. You have to be like, okay, and Caleb, we trust you if that's the way you wanted to get. Now, let me just say this. LA Galaxy fans are really happy that Caleb Porter is yeah. not. And I get it. <laughs> I, I And I understand. I, I Personally, I don't know that he was a great fit. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, you could talk yourself into it. I was going to say, I did the research. I was, you know, figuring out if I can talk myself into it and, you know, Porter ball, I Googled Porter ball way more times than I needed to in the past week. And so you can see a scenario where you might see it work, but when the name first got announced and knowing his history and where he's coming from and his track record, it just doesn't seem like he meshed with the galaxy roster that is currently configured right now. And his style just doesn't seem to be a match with the galaxy. So even though it seems like uh, things went sideways and maybe not in the galaxy's favor, it's almost like in the long run, this might end up being a good thing because now Toclosa really will 
get get that he, choice. He's gonna he's definitely gonna be on on but, the hook now to make that choice unless it's too late. But but, but we can't think and and it's unfair. It's unfair to Tecloso to give him the credit for this that it really is. Now, he could have said there and said, no, we're not going to go that. We're not yeah. going to do it. But it, that doesn't feel like a Tecloso decision. Yeah, from Monday night being at the Laker game to Tuesday being announced, that, that's a tough a tough sell. Well, yeah, yeah, but at the same time, we also know that he's been at StubHub Center yeah. for maybe two or three weeks. I mean, And, again, and he it, did say that in the conference. He said with respect to his previous job, he can't really... Say, you know, say how, how, how long, long he's, he's been, been here. Yeah, 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 I know. So, um, yeah, so so I get that. And if you're a coach, and going back to the Galaxy's leverage, if you're a coach and you're coming in to be interviewed and you say they've gotten rid of a coach year after year, you're going to ask for more years because you know how volatile the situation is and, and where it can go. So both sides are, are really at a, at, at a, you know, because the coach is going to come in asking for more years given the way the Galaxy have run coaches out, and the Galaxy is not going to come in with as many years because they have coaches that they're still paying. So it's both sides really working in opposite directions. Uh, by the way, I need to take a take a brief second and cut out here. We do not have an update on Siggy Schmidt. Um, in the okay. hospital, uh, last we heard, you heard Kevin talking about all the uh, the rumors surrounding the exact condition of Siggy Schmidt. I- yeah. I'll tell you, it wasn't good. Uh, it didn't feel good. It felt very serious. It continues to feel that way, but we have heard no updates. Um, I don't know if that's good news or yeah. bad news. Um, the way, yeah, I think no news is good news because if, if yeah, if there was yeah, news if, right if there now, was there news, was, that, that might not be a good. That thing. might so, not be, yeah. You know, hopefully all is going well. Thoughts with his family at this moment. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to get because I forgot to put that on the sheet, and it's because we haven't received the, the family is probably not going to release any information, and so it's just one of those things we'll have to wait for mm-hmm. it to play out, and then we'll know. So I don't want you to think we forgot about that or anything else. We're talking about Siggy Schmidt a little bit, still getting paid by the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be insensitive to yeah. to all. That. That and, and certainly that's still on the back of all of our minds whenever we're doing this. But I mean, okay, so now we go back. I mean, the whole thing is you saw the narratives play out here um, and you saw them play out pretty quick, in, which in is kind real of time. in real time. And, and, and to be fair, I know a lot of um, the Galaxy uh, podcast crew gets their information via Twitter, but this is really a testament to get on Twitter and see what's going on because we saw this whole thing play out in, in, in a matter of hours. Yeah, I actually saw the 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 athletic tweet that came out. I saw it yeah. like when it was 30 seconds yeah. old and I was like, what the <laughs> heck? And so then that was when I got on the phone and started calling everybody and started finding. And it did. It, it, the, you know, you can ultimately say the deal fell apart because of the difference in years. And if that's the case, um, then and it seems to, it connects both Paul Tenorio's reporting and mm-hmm. Kevin Baxter's, which gives you, this is what reporting does picture, yeah. you've now you've, you've now, now covered all the loop. yeah you're like okay there we go now you have the answer so this is this is what you have for the galaxy now though is they had a guy and i'm fairly certain of this they had a guy they wanted to sign mm-hmm. they had a guy who they thought they were going to sign they had a guy who they thought they were going to announce this week they had a guy who they thought they were going to have a press conference with next week they had all of those things now what happens because you burned some bridges already by offering yeah. it to somebody and not to somebody else right so who's going to be Second, I mean, it's like yeah. asking out this girl, and when she says no, you go ask her sister out. You know, it's like, oh, hey, but and I really she, wanted you yeah. the whole time, but you know, your your hotter sister. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what you're getting at right now. Is that the galaxy uh, now? And by the way, their cards are already on the table. Yeah, you already know that you are going to be. Oh, okay, this, this is going to happen. Yeah, okay. You know, with how many years they're asking for, or how many years they're willing to offer you, you know, which direction they were willing to go in. So yeah, you're absolutely right that the leverage is is out of their hands. So whoever they do bring in, you know, perhaps it is going to have to be a four or five year deal if you're going to want to secure someone who's worth it. So some of the names that are are thrown out there, uh, you know, 
Barros Scaloto, you know, Miguel he's st- Herrera. He's still out there, Miguel Herrera. Uh, you know, those are the coaches who, when those names pop up, you could say, okay, yes, that makes sense with uh, the type of players Tocoso might bring in. And so maybe you can talk yourself into the contract length if you bring someone else in. But to Caleb Porter, to give him that contract length didn't seem uh, like a match, and that's why I think a lot of Galaxy fans may, may look at this as bullet dodged. I, I will tell you this, that I I have I would imagine that Dennis DeClosa is still interviewing people now. Uh, he goes back to his Rolodex. Yep. He comes through. I was told, by the way, that Dennis liked Caleb Porter. Um, and that, that was, that was, they were, I think they were looking forward to working together. I think that yeah. was all a real deal. And it seems like it was real. Well, it, it, they, he had to have, yeah. you know, and maybe it was a situation where he talked himself into it. Right. Um, knowing that that was going to be the guy. And he said, okay, I can, I can see that I can mold the situation. And this coach is going to be able to, to move us forward. So yeah, maybe it is true that Dennis liked them and, and could see a future with them. So I don't doubt that. Do you, do you want to know, like, so we, you threw out some names. Okay. I have another name for you. Jason Christ. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right? Bury the lead. Jason Christ. Now, this was one where we thought perhaps, if you remember, Doug McIntyre was reporting at one point that he was a head coach, coach. and then it wasn't a head coach. He was going to be an assistant coach under Porter with Dominic Kinnear. It seemed like a happy family, right? The three-headed lion. We were ready to go. People, by the way, around the league were like, how is anybody going to deal with Caleb Porter (laughs) and Jason Christ on the same thing? Uh, Jason Christ. I'll tell you one. I'll I'll tell you that, you know, he's been without a job. I, okay, people are going to hate me for this. I actually like Jason Christ, and I have, right? He's one of those guys who I just think has, I think he can coach. I, I, in fact, I'm sure he can coach. He got a, he got a he kind needs, of a raw, yeah, raw deal needs. at New York City FC, which was, you know, if you don't perform, which you didn't perform, you're getting yeah. fired. And then he goes to Orlando, which we can all agree is a tire fire. Yeah. So, well, it's Florida. It's That's all you need to say. It's Florida. You just alienated all our Orlando <laughs> all people who listen to this. Listen, all, if, all one of them. Listen, if you're in Florida, you know what you are. All one of them <laughs> who got the internet to Be work. Be a little self-aware. All right. Uh, so, no. So that. So it's one of those things. Listen, it's neither here or there right now in terms of Jason Christ, and I'm not saying that there's anything to it. I will tell you that there is, much like Caleb Porter, connection to LA Galaxy president Chris Klein in case you wanted to play that game. So if you're betting that Chris <laughs> Klein still finds a way to find somebody who has a connection to him, just, now granted, the guy played throughout the league. He's going to have connections yeah. to a lot of people. But Just naturally, he's going to have to have teammates and but, coaches he knows. But in 2007, uh, we'll take you back a little bit, 2007, Chris Klein was playing for one Real Salt Lake. Uh, the coach at that time was Jason Christ. Uh, Jason Christ traded Chris Klein to the LA Galaxy, and that was so that way Chris Klein could finish his uh, his uh, his career yeah. on grass yeah. instead of turf because at the time okay. RSL played on turf they played it like uh, at the uh, University of Utah or? Uh, yes they did yeah, yeah uh, on the on the football field BYU Rice was Eccles Rice yeah Rice whatever, Eccles yeah. Stadium Wh- yep. whichever one that was it was turf right yes. and so this was before Rio Tinto got got done so they did it for um, an aging player yeah it's nice to come to the Home Depot Center and, the play, Home on Depot. and play on some grass that's from and now then you on you can play on the StubHub Center from 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 <laughs> now on you have to use the name of the stadium the Dur- year yeah. that you are speaking of <laughs> so yes he came to Home Depot Center on the grass. Um, to do that, and Christ did that for him because they were good friends. Uh, their uh, apparently their wives are good friends as well, and so I mean, there's some there's some ties there. More connections. So, All right, <laughs> your new LA Galaxy head coach, Jason Christ. That's what I heard. I don't want to. 
I don't want to, I don't want to say, I say this joking because I think it's a funny joke. Um, this is certainly not a report that I'm putting out or anything like that, but whatever the optics are that Chris Klein hires his friends, we know the optics are there and the optics are bad and yeah. that they don't come out. It was like, Chris Klein will never have hire anybody. He, he, he doesn't have to meet any new people. He yeah. just, he, he just he the knows, same people. He, he's got the right people in, in the same room. And, and to your point, um, if Christ was already locked in to be an assistant and Caleb Porter last minute is gone, de facto, kind of like, you know, uh, Dom Kinnear being the uh, interim head coach. Right. It seems like by, by, by default, default <laughs> Jason Christ is kind of your interim head coach in waiting interviewee until they start getting some more people in the room. The, the, somebody, somebody said uh, to me, listen, you, have, you had Siggy Schmidt. And then you had Dominic Kinnear. And the whole time you said, well, Siggy Schmidt doesn't work out. You can always put Dominic Kinnear in there. To be fair, Bruce Arena sort of had that same thing with Bruce Arena and Dave Sarakin was there. Okay, So you were always like, yeah, Bruce Arena's not there. Dave Sarakin's there. Uh, Then you had, uh, then if you go with Caleb Porter and Jason Christ, Christ, you have Jason Christ being the, I mean, eventually you sit there and go, you can't keep rotating. Like it's it's too itchy. Ace off your sleeve. It's an itchy trigger finger. You're going to be like, oh, but you know, Jason Christ could do this job. (laughs) And if Jason Christ comes in and he has Dominic Kinnear as his assistant, which by the way, if you're Dominic Kinnear. Um, do you take, I, you say no, that, that's right? That's what, what surprises me. If you, if you decide not to keep Dom, I don't know that he stays on. I mean, it seemed reports and things seem to indicate like he would stick around and it'd be a three. And, and you know, I'm conflicted yes. about Dominic Kinnear, mm-hmm. right? You know that I think I enjoy covering him. I enjoy talking to him. He's extremely smart, but, and he's, is, but is I he don't think guy? he's a big enough name for the LA yeah. Galaxy. And which by the way, fair. I don't think Caleb Porter is a big enough name for which the LA Galaxy. Fair. And I don't think Jason Christ is. Which is fair. So <laughs> yeah, again, I'm with you. I'm following. Yeah. And I think that's, and again, to go back with, with Caleb Porter uh, to, to Columbus, you know, he came from Akron. Right. You know, so th- there's a home connection there. And so it, it kind of makes sense for him to go there for him. So to say that um, Caleb Porter is not a capable coach, that's probably incorrect. But to come to the LA Galaxy in there to see what where the Galaxy is going to move and the style right. and the players that they have now, I don't know that that's the right and, fit. And does Caleb Porter come in and is he able to work with somebody named Zlatan Ibrahimovic? That's now, I say Zlatan Ibrahimovic <laughs> mostly because the chat room pointed out that we went 48, 49 minutes without saying Zlatan? Zlatan's name. That's because we got him locked down. We're he's, good. He's <laughs> coming back. We already talked about that on Monday. So he's, he's coming back. We Basically, Kevin and I were like, we told you so, and that was the entire conversation. But anyway, uh, but no, I mean, could you see Caleb Porter and Zlatan Ibrahimovic it's, working well, together? It seems like he'd it get, seems they'd like, get a well... As, they'd get along as well as him and Pep Guardiola. You want to try one more time? <laughs> Hello, is this thing on? <laughs> uh, anyway, Dig- Dignity Health Park <laughs> or Sports, Sports Park, Park I, I Complex. <laughs> no, you're out. Um, so no, you, you look at all that stuff, and it's just it's one of these things. I mean, it is crazy that what has happened to the LA Galaxy in the short period of time. Who they're going to pick? Who's going to work well with who? Now, here's the thing: we know publicly everybody's come out and said Dominic Kinnear is our guy. Dominic Kinnear is our yeah. guy. We don't know how much they really believe yeah. that because what are you going to say? He's not our He's guy. He's not yeah. our guy. Yeah. And, and and you made a great point, and I'm glad the chat room brought up Zlatan. Is he's the tall guy? <laughs> is um, hopefully whoever's making these decisions, Zlat, Zlatan has a voice or is being heard because it seems like if if they were going to go forward with Porter, that Zlatan would have to was, be like Zlatan yeah, that was gets good. The, the the check mark because I think um, very quickly after Teclosa was announced. On Instagram, right. Zlatan liked the post. He yeah. was one of the first players. Was, so it seems like he may have known that was coming or he must have been part of it. So you would hope well, that whatever coach has signed off, Zlatan well, is okay well, with. Well, not only that, but you hear Zlatan is coming back 
yeah. right around the time to close is getting confirmed and yeah. you're like, oh, okay, well, that had to have not been yeah. a coincidence. So now he's like, okay, I'm buying into that. But then was it all on the premise that Caleb Porter was coming in and that was fine? Have you now... Do you think Zlatan... He's, he's, hey, he, hey, you know, <laughs> Caleb Porter's not going to be my coach. I'm going back to Milan. He, call, he calls Co- him Caleb. Yeah, Caleb Porter. Call Milan. Let's get that deal back up again. Now, yeah. I wanted to play under Mr. Porter. Yeah, that's the list. I heard what he did with the Akron Zips and I am all in. I'm, I'm a Zips fan. Huge <laughs> Zips fan. <laughs> Uh, we watch them in Sweden. Yeah, um, we'll see. Yeah, so so that's what it is. Okay, so that's where we stand on Caleb Porter. Not he's not coming to the Galaxy. That's over. Uh, the Galaxy may have to reset. Uh, they may have to go back to the drawing board for all of this, which is crazy at this time of year. Not, you you kind of yeah. want to, to be settled already because Super Draft's coming up. Yeah. I mean, there's some things that are happening, and you're in the well, holiday season now. And, so. and to be fair, be, with Super Draft, that seems like it's a closer decision. The, the players that you're going to bring in. But yes, it, you but do. You, you want the coach. Ideally, ideally, you want your coach in Don't there. ideally me. They want a coach. <laughs> you need to know who you have and what they want to do. It's like, hey, I want to pick up this defensive midfielder. It's like, why would you do that? I play this way with this, in this style and this formation. Yeah. I mean, to close a... I'm going to hit you with a yeah, but still. Yeah, but still. <laughs> uh, yeah, but still. To close is going to get the guy... To get the guys. To get the guys. Yeah. And, and that's sort of how it is. And he's going to oversee it, and he's going to help, and he's going to... The scouting is mm-hmm. important, and the youth development is important. And that's important. why I see, I think, that with the super draft, that's a big scouting thing. It is. And mm-hmm. that's why you want him there, and you want mm-hmm. him doing his thing. Anyway, okay. So, we're moving on. We're closing that. Let's get to the rumors real quick. Uh, one that popped up, of course, was Giovanni Dos Santos to FC Cincinnati. I love talking about this rumor. I know how excited Galaxy fans yeah. are, and it makes me so happy to be saying there's no way in double yeah, HG, <laughs> double the hockey sticks, H, double... Ooh, can I share? Can yeah. I, can uh-huh. I Go. It. So w- when we talked about the expansion draft and you had all that, all the, the rumble about don't protect Geo, see if someone will take him. Right. The re- why did you say that's not possible? What, oh, the, the, one, nobody would take him. And also he's a designated player. So that there's probably is a no, a no trade, trade clause. Yeah. So do you think that if <laughs> FC Cincinnati made an offer, Giovanni would willingly say, yes, I'd love to go to FC Cincinnati. If he has a no trade clause. Right. And he's I don't, and possibly making six and, and a half million dollars. I don't think that you're. Does he care though? Last year, de- year of his deal, and then he can go wherever the heck he wants. So uh, do I you don't care? See, I don't see him. And there's no confirmation uh, of that, by the way. And they probably protect him anyway, even though. And I know that drives people yeah. crazy, but you probably protect him anyway. You probably and you do. I, I agree with that. But at the same time, he w- he has to sign off on wherever he's going because I can I can almost guarantee you that whatever are the terms of his contract, he needs to sign off on it. You can't just get rid of him without him being okay with it. So chat. that's why I think a Liga MX team is more likely. Chat room, by the way, freaking out that we're not going to talk about Cosmo and and oh, and the news about Cosmo. We, we'll hard. get there. I know. Okay. I, I was, we'll, are we'll we allowed there. to talk about that? I guess. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> they didn't tell me I could. I, there's nothing to talk. They posted it. It's but not it's kind of like Santa, you know? <laughs> are you, you supposed about? to talk about? Yeah, okay. Santa's real. Yeah, I'm with you. So is Cosmo. Got it. Um, done and done. We've checked the box, chat room. Moving here, on. Here's we'll, we'll get there. Uh, here's another rumor that came up. This is one I can actually tell you that I have some independent confirmation on. Uh, Juninho, the Juninho, with no regards to humanity, Juninho. <laughs> That's what somebody said. They're like, do we really want him back? He has no regard for humanity. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Just, mm-hmm. uh, Juninho back with the LA Galaxy. This is a hot rumor, we're currently saying. Uh, this is a fact the, that the LA Galaxy and Juninho have had talks, maybe back as, as far as a couple of weeks. Um, we don't know if it's going to lead to anything, yeah. but they are having talks, and so that is something that you can pay attention to. I will ask you this. Do you think if Janino comes back, is it to play a meaningful role, or is I see him coming back kind of like a... a Carrasco. Budget? He's a Carrasco. Yeah. 
That's it. I mean, you know, he's 29. Up. He's 29, by the way. He's 29. He's he, not he 33 look, or he 34. Look, he just look. It's the hair. It's the hair. <laughs> so, so Junior Nguyen possibly coming back. He's 29. Uh, he did not play last year, so that's something to know. He was with Chicago Fire in 2017, was on loan from uh, Tijuana for that, mm-hmm. um, and then did not play last year, didn't have a option. club. So we'll see if he, if he comes back and if the Galaxy could use him. If they get him for no money, he's a great yeah, I think that's for, great for the right price. I think you know you you bring in a veteran presence, someone who knows the organization, someone who the fans are going to get behind. Right. I think it's it's a smart move in that regard. But you do have to think this is a few years removed. Um, he, he hasn't played like right. like he played when he was on the LA Galaxy. No, no, no. no. So uh, to come back and expect him to play like he was, I don't think that's fair. But if you you know, resign to the fact he's going to be a sub, he's gonna, you're going to plug him in in situations where you have injuries. I think you can. You, you can see where that move makes sense. It, it does. Now, let's go. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic becoming a designated player. This has all been basically confirmed. Um, so we can say, yes, he will be a designated player. We do not know. And I will tell you right now that if they sign him to a designated player deal, the LA Galaxy are allowed to have four designated players. And everybody just like went, what? <laughs> They're like, woo, let me rewind. Let me hear yeah. Josh say that one more time. I'll just say it again for you. The LA Galaxy are allowed to have four designated players. I love doing stuff like this. <laughs> this is like my favorite thing. I just, I want everybody to just sit there and relax. Print it. Breathe, breathe deeply. All right. Don't go tweet it out. Yeah. Josh said that there are four because here's the big, here's the big thing. You're allowed to have four designated players until the roster um, deadline and basically oh, yeah. okay. the roster compliance deadline where you're not allowed to have yeah. four. Designated. So basically, whenever the <laughs> you season starts, you could have starts, twelve designated players. You could have players, 12, but you, you just once the season starts, you, you can't. can't. Okay. You can't have it. That's so, fair. so that's why there's no definitive answer to who is going or if anybody's going anywhere. And there's some possible rule changes happening. So possible. Yeah. So we will see how that works. But right now, the LA Galaxy, if they sign Zlatan, would have four designated players. They would need to. Uh, to have a rule change. Maybe they could increase the, the ceiling on Tam. And it's not to give Zlatan more Tam. It's to give somebody like Allison Drini more time. He's Tam. at like 199. So if you go to two, th- right. that works out very nicely. It works out. Or if there's no rule change, maybe you can restructure a contract. Now, I'm not saying you restructure Geo's contract, which we'll probably need, but yeah. maybe you could restructure um, you know, Allison Drini's contract, That's which ideal. is, hey, you're making two, but we'll give you three more years at 1.5, which I think everybody could kind of get behind and say, yeah. okay, that makes some sense. That then you have that that makes a deal. Now he's a TAM player and not a designated player. Zlatan's a TAM player. You still keep Giovanni Dos Santos. Basically, you swap Zlatan and Alessandrini, pay Alessandrini what you're paying Zlatan. Gives yeah, Laton eight or you know, twelve million dollars, ba- ba- whatever. Up he the wants. Truck. <laughs> yeah, whatever he wants. Um, we'll make it back in jersey sales. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, that's that's where you're looking for for Roman Alessandrini, um, and, and where it is, and because he's a designated player, he only takes up. You know, Roman only takes up uh, three hundred fifty thousand dollars. I think. Yeah. It's or, more, it may be four twenty five now. I don't. know. They raise it, but it's just yeah. the designated player spot. Yeah. Uh, it's he would the have spot a, more than the salary. Yeah, really. and he would have a larger cap hit if he goes into the TAM. Zlatan has a larger cap hit yeah. than than uh, Alessandrini does, and that's just. That's sort of how it works. So anyway, uh, no, you cannot buy a fourth designated player spot. I just, I can't. New England. Someone get New England on the phone. I I told. Bob Kraft. I told everybody that, uh, I I tweeted out, I said, don't say it's in the rule book when it's not in the rule book. You can't just make up. They're like, no, 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 you can buy a fourth. It's in the rules. I'm like, no, it's not in the rules. And I go, by the way, Saying that it's in the rule book when it's not in the rule book also applies directly to Major League Soccer, and you can say it directly to them, which That's, is like MLS. You can't say it's in the rule book when it's not in the rule book. You know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of Air Bud. <laughs> Where in the rule book does it say a golden retriever can't be on the basketball team? That's exactly it. That's, that's what I was thinking, too, immediately. Um, no, so so you look at this. And by the way, uh, Professor Steve Bank, who I love over at UCLA, I 
Professor Beck, if he ever wants me to come, like, sit in one of his classes, I will. He teaches, like, uh, UCLA at UCLA Law School. Yes. Um, but he he does soccer stuff, and he always blows my mind with stuff, so he's great. But he said, whenever the rules came out originally, it said these are a summary of the rules, indicating <laughs> that there were more Te- rules somewhere else. Technically, these aren't the rules. This, this is just a yeah. summary of the rules. And he's like, notes. that went away somewhere, right? And yeah. so I was like, oh, man, that would be great if there are, are like, yeah. there's, a, there's a vault underneath. Yeah, super like, secret rules. Like, underneath a, a giant skyscraper <laughs> in New York where you have to go in and you have to like Nicholas Iris Cage stand. Has to <laughs> steal the Declaration <laughs> of Independence, Independence yeah. in order to figure it out. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, so that's where that where you could see you know all that stuff. But that's where it is right now. So Zlatan Ibrahimovic, somebody has to do something. They have to rearrange Move. something. Yeah. Moves but, need to be made. But his terms are done, it seems like. I will tell you this. It feels very real that they are trying to move Giovanni Dos Santos. I I don't think they want to move Roman Alessandrini, which is another thing we've talked about ad ad nauseum, that they could move Alessandrini and you could move him somewhere. And that Montreal at one point wanted him, although Mm -hmm. his agent says that he has no idea about that. And real talk, he's he's the movable asset. He is the movable asset. Um, You can move Jonathan Dos Santos, but you don't want to move him either. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're going to eat, why would you move Jonathan and keep Gio? He's in Jakarta having having a good time. That's an herbal life trip, by the way. I don't want everybody to think like it's crazy, but like there's an herbal life trip going on with the guy. That's why the guys are, are some of the guys are trying. I think uh, Baggio, Ima, uh, Dave Romney, and Dan Stairs. Dan Stairs and and Did Jonah. I say that? And yeah. Jonah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's it. Maybe it's not Baggio. Think, maybe it's just maybe no. It is no, Baggio. It's Baggio? He's there. Okay. Mm-hmm. You were yeah, you. I, I'm following. I was I'm following say. the saga on Instagram. And, you know, if you're not following these players, it's a good time. By, by the way, um, in our chat room right now, Ruben Bank. Who is the son of oh. Professor Steve Bank? Tell, tell your dad we said the hi. Bank family. Yeah, yeah. You, we we love your dad. Your dad is like one of the coolest yeah. people I know. Professor Bank Field at Dignity Health uh, Sports Sto- Park. Sports I can't Park. get it right. Sporting Sporting Director. I can't Park. get it right. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> Shout out to you, Professor. Bank. The the diggity. And son. The diggity. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so that's uh, that's sort of where we sit on the rumors. I'm trying to. Th- I don't think there's any other rumors that are sort of. Eh, no. Mm-mm. By the way, I like my my ranking on the rumors on the tracker. <laughs> Because, like, the Galaxy likely to land Caleb Porter as head coach. It was from really, really hot, scorching hot, to suddenly cold. Suddenly cold. Yes. I like that. I know. It was great. (laughs) Very Uh, subtle. Uh, let's see, and I think the my favorite one here is uh, let's see the so I, I said about the whole Porter uh, uh, deal. I said the uh, the made for TV movie of the saga should be very interesting. Um, so <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes. You really could. This really is a oh. soap opera. It's pretty spectacular. Oh, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. I could uh, there the chat room is of course uh, indicating that if we really wanted to pay Geo and and pay Geo off and, and get rid of his transfer fees, I could sell my scarves. <laughs> That's good idea. I don't think that's that's not in the rule book. By the way, holiday shipping available. You can still get it before Christmas if you want to get your corner of the galaxy scarf. I send them out like pretty quick. I'm usually pretty, and you get it like next day if you're in Southern California. And it it's is, a quality scarf. It is qu- high it's, quality. It's been chilly around here. It had. You could use it. You could actually yeah. use. I went ice skating uh, last weekend. By the way, oh, the, that's right. the galaxy had the season ticket member thing. Um, I weaseled my way into that, um, and and went ice skating. Uh, my wife went with me. Nice. It was great. She was on the ice for They're about, no about 45 seconds. <laughs> she was like, uh, yeah, I don't want to end up in the emergency room. It was fun. I actually had a good time. I haven't nice. ice skated since high school. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been a while. Yeah, it was me. a good time. But um, you know who else was there? Who else? Cosmo was there. Cosmo! It's oh, segue, my. Folks. That's not. That's not good. Uh, this is going to come to a shock of some people. <laughs> Cosmo's a mascot, and there's somebody living inside of him. I didn't mean to be, oh. you know, if you have kids, maybe I should have been like yeah, earmuffs. Turn it off. Earmuffs. Spoiler. Yeah, that, spoiler. Was, that was a joke, kids. That was a joke. Earmuffs, put it on. Um, but yeah, there's somebody inside of Cosmo. That person is an amazing human being. Yeah. 
Um, Agreed. And right now, the LA Galaxy posted, I don't know, was it today or yesterday? MLS Jobs, yeah. Yeah, MLS Jobs put out. The job posting went up, and basically it says uh, that uh, the LA Galaxy mascot performed with LA Galaxy and Carson. That's what they're looking for. So uh, the the person who is playing uh, Cosmo... Uh, is is not going to be doing it anymore. Hey, this is or I got my maybe they need two people. Maybe they need two. Maybe Cosmo's getting a twin. <laughs> I fa- I don't think that's the case. Oh. I I tried to figure that out, ferret that out. It doesn't sound like that's the Breaking way. Breaking my heart. And, I know. And I, know. I will add uh, because you're saying it. Whoever's in there, you know, the, the Cosmo persona has evolved over the years, right? And and it's really you know, credit to whoever, whoever's doing that because it's really been spectacular. And that's why it was heartbreaking. And I think so many people reacted to it. Cause like, Oh, Cosmo, we love Cosmo. Don't ever change Cosmo. So I think that's the reaction, but you know, now that's ingrained, but that's in the origin story. That's there. But that wasn't a full-time job. No. Can you believe that that wasn't a full-time job? <laughs> the, the person who was tweeting for Cosmo was the person who plays Cosmo. Yes. Yes, that was not that was not separated. I found that, that wasn't out run, today. Th- really, that yeah, was today. I, I thought it was a team because it was no, too good. No, it was no, way too good. No, no, no. This is the person who played yeah, Cosmo. One person. That person's a hero. And we know the Cosmo persona is larger than almost the LA Galaxy itself. Yes. It feels like in most times. Um, you know, the Cosmo loves tacos. I mean, the yeah. Cosmo loves car chases. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all of these things come about because they're and, awesome and and, and that's just the personality in stadium. And my wife's favorite part, uh, you know, and I'm sorry, LA right. Galaxy. Her favorite part of going to LA Galaxy games is to meet Cosmo and to see Cosmo. That's what she was, can care less about what's going on on the field. That's she some go, of my favorite yeah, stuff. She goes is, there to is, see Cosmo. Cosmo. So anyway, uh, doing that. But this wasn't the person's full time job. So you can imagine all yeah. the stuff that, like, if they have a full time job and that's their part time, all the stuff they would yeah. have to like. Oh, I need this day off because I have to go to the children's hospital to go cheer up kids. I mean, you know, good excuses. But at the same yeah. time, if you're the boss of that person, yeah. you're like, that's what? A t- it's a tall order. I will tell you this. I think it's extremely short-sighted of the LA Galaxy not to make that a full-time position for that person. Yeah, I'm not saying it's for anybody else, but what amount of publicity do you get out of this particular person? And I don't know. Maybe they told him that they would pay him eighty yeah. or ninety thousand dollars a year, which is what I think you'd have to pay me to be in a in a, hey, in a suit. Don't think I did not text back and forth with my my uh, significant other. You know, should I should I apply for this? Should I apply and for I, that? I was quickly shut down. You have to be shorter than 5'8". You have to be shorter than 5'8"? Between 5'3 and 5'8". So, you know, I announced, I said, I am going to apply to be Cosmo. We're going to save this character. And then 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 it was was cut short, just a short two minutes later. So, I mean, again, if you look at the nature of the job, the publicity the LA Galaxy get from it, and the visibility of that, maybe the the person who is inside of Cosmo is like, I don't want to be inside a suit anymore. (laughs) That's fair. That's perfectly fair, fair too. (laughs) Perfectly fair. I get to get it. I mean, hot days, cold days, you name, I don't, it's been really hot. Yeah, you'd have to really, really, really love it, and, and and you know be compensated for it. But who knows what else is going on? But, Kudos to you, congratulations, yeah, or whatever. We salute. On. We salute you. You're a hero. You're a hero, and um, we love what you've done with Cosmo. If for some way I can get this particular person on the podcast, I will. No, oh, um, I, I, and I want to be here for that. I, you you need to be. Maybe maybe we'd have to <laughs> modify the voice, and we have to point the camera in a different direction. Do one of those screens over the over. The, well, do you like the what's that magic show? Where the ma- the magician wears the mask, magician I, re- reveals I, the I secrets. I don't know what kind of uh, who, stuff who's you're in the into. Chat room. I don't. I don't know. It's the magician. It's on Fox. He, yeah, he I know. Covers. And then he shows you how the yeah, tricks are exactly. done, and they don't want to show the magician because exactly. that's a big no-no. You're that's not supposed to do big that. No-no. Yeah, that's bad. Um, but anyway, so the search for Cosmo is on. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to say. It's just it's gonna be it's gonna be different, and it's not gonna be the same, and it can't be the same yeah. because that person was Cosmo. And to be fair, yeah, you you can't mimic that, and so that's whatever Cosmo 
whatever ends up happening, it's going to take on a new persona, new. It's going to evolve, but if, I don't think you should hold it against if, whoever ends up no, in no, that no. position. I, I will tell you this right now: if they don't put this person in the ring of honor, in the circle of honor, whatever <laughs> it is around, then we're not. Then something's not. It's not being but, done right. But it's like the FBI or the CIA. You know, yeah, you, you they put the star. You can't, can't really identify him. Right. But you have to recognize him so somehow. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you, but at the same time, you you can't. They, they, uh, chat room, <laughs> chat room says uh, they got rid of Keen, Juninho, Omar, AJ, <laughs> but Cosmo is unacceptable. Yeah. I, I know how it is. Well, technically, they're not getting rid of Cosmo. Cosmo's still there. Cosmo's just, like, uh, just, uh, we're the done. Person underneath. Yeah, the Cosmo's like, no, gracias, gracias, no. <laughs> um, so that's how it goes. All right, uh, let's see. Anything else? Did we get to everything? I'm just glad we got to salute Cosmo. That was fun. That was fun. I feel sad though. It, it, there's, I, an, there's an empty part of me. I'm going to eat tacos on Tuesday and for sure. not want to send a picture of my tacos to Cosmo. <laughs> and I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> Hashtag not my Cosmo. Not my Cosmo. Oh man. See, that's what I'm saying. This, this can get very ugly to whoever, whoever fills that role. These are big, can I, these are big shoes. Can I tell fill. you how much I love live shows in the chat yeah. room? I, chat I, room I missed is the it. Best. You know, just not doing live shows and listen, there hasn't been enough news to really support two shows. Uh, this is the exception and this we got one's lucky. Wor- we this were, one's worth two shows alone. We were doing it before this all <laughs> happened. Um, so all that stuff is there. I remind you that after the music is done playing here and we are done, uh, except if you're in the live show, because there's no way I'm sitting here for 45 minutes while you guys listen to this, uh, listen to this you can uh, listen to the podcast. So if you're on the live show, go to the podcast and you listen. If you're listening on the podcast, just hang in there. Don't go anywhere. Well, pro tip. Grab a cup of coffee. Get a little caffeine. <laughs> a little caffeine. Before, yeah, before you listen to the conference call. be a little dry conference sometimes. Call. All right, but you can listen to the full uh, Dennis DeClosa uh, conference call, uh, unedited. You'll get all 45 minutes. There's a particular part in there when somebody can't figure out how to use a speakerphone, which is particularly <laughs> enlightening and fun. Uh, so I hope you enjoy that. But uh, I think that's about that's about it. I don't think we have anything. I don't want to talk it. anymore. We're done. I don't want to say anything else. I just want to be done. And then I don't have to do anything. Uh, schedule coming up. Let's see. Next Monday, we'll have a podcast on Monday, so that'll happen. Probably no podcast on Thursday. I'm guessing news is going to get pretty light here, but we'll yeah. play it by ear. Maybe there'll be a live show next Thursday if there's coaching announcement. That could happen, so, you know. Oof, things would have to escalate very quickly. Quickly, quickly, very quickly. Um, So we'll, we'll take a look at that. Then the following Monday is Christmas Eve. Probably not going to have a show there. The following Monday is New Year's Eve. Probably not going to have a show there. Yeah, you're in that stupor between Christmas and New Year's. You're still eating and and, watching football. Yeah. And if there's anything that's really (laughs) important, I will I will find a way to come into the studio and record a podcast and put it out. But my son's coming to visit. I I could I could use a couple days off, a couple weeks off. That'd be fine. But we'll keep you updated on cornerofthegalaxy.com. That's where you go uh, to find all that information. All right, Uh, Eric, is there anything that you want to say before we get out of here? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at gis hammer. I'm you know nearing. 500 followers so you know give me a follow uh, wow you know, on twitter i'm kidding i'm big time here wow <laughs> so uh you can also hear me on guys in shorts sports we're going on a little bit of a break right now but you can find them at guys in shorts la we're going to be coming back in the new year uh with a little bit of a new format new look to us and then you could always uh if you like king's news the la kings they're also a depressing listen right now given their state of affairs so you can listen to them at king's realm pod aeg owned too, AEG owned. Yeah. so it's uh tough times if you're an aeg franchise but uh that's it happy holidays to everyone hope everyone enjoys the little break 
And uh, hopefully when you hear me again, we'll have a new coach, we'll have a new GM, or we have a new GM. We'll yeah, be ready to rock. Ready to rock and roll. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Gessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast, cornerofthegalaxy.com. Find all of our podcasts, all of our news articles. Get on that tracker, bookmark it, check it on a regular basis. I love seeing the page views and you get information. It's a great deal. Cornerofthegalaxy.com. Click the shop button. You can go ahead and order our scarves. Those will ship and arrive before Christmas if you order them before Christmas. Basically, that's how it's going to work. Uh, if you get too close to Christmas, then uh, you're SOL. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, let's see. I think that about does it. Lots of news. Glad you could join us again. Stick around for the Dennis Closo complete press conference. It'll come up after this. All right. For Mr. Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Arajo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody. to join the Dennis DeClosa conference call. My name is Brendan Hannon. I'm the Vice President of Marketing and Communications with the LA Galaxy. Um, today on the call, we're going to feature LA Galaxy General Manager, Dennis DeClosa. Uh, to request a question, please hit star five uh, to place your name in the queue. You will be unmuted, um, and you'll be able to ask a question accordingly. Um, we're going to lead things off with a question from uh, LA Times writer Kevin Baxter, and I'm going to turn it over to Dennis DeClosa now. Hey, Dennis, congratulations. Hello, Kevin, how are you? Okay, how are Thank you? Thank you very much. Jaime Cardenas sends us greetings. Uh, welcome back to the StubHub Center. Uh, what what inspired you or what led for your decision to come back? I mean, you, you've been here once, you've done it, you succeeded, you seem to have a pretty good job in Mexico. What made you decide uh, that you wanted to come back? Yeah, first of all, um, good afternoon. I I, uh, I appreciate everybody on the call to reach out and, and show an interest. I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm very excited to be here. I, I know uh, uh, through different things it took a little bit of a while to, to get settled in and make, make everything as, as formal and, and as open as possible. Um, uh, recently, I started speaking to people at the Galaxy uh, on on different things, and I think one of the things is that they've uh, obviously had a stretch of uh, of rough seasons. Uh, there's, I think, uh, a big opportunity in this area for all the other areas where they really uh, care about, which they made me feel that they they care about, which is their youth development program their scouting program. Um, obviously, there's a whole lot of things that need to be figured out. What made me uh, 
excited is that uh, I've always kept an eye on 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 the development within MLS uh, of their youth programs, the development of young uh, players that we at one point also started to get in our programs at the Mexican national team. Um, it has to do that obviously a, a, a process or a program that I started years ago, I, I was always excited about the academy at that point here in Southern California. And I, I always thought with, with good resources, with good people, with uh, a, a, an organization such as the Galaxy, which is very serious and obviously uh, very much supported by a big company like AAG, I think there's a whole lot of uh, positives that you can take out of it. And looking at the current status of the team with, uh, with obviously certain needs, with a process that needs to be started and going forward on the first team, but also a whole lot of things that I think I can add to and I can complement on on other different areas such as their academy and such as their their scouting efforts and to create a structure and a good culture and, and a professional environment for our players and and every staff member to to grow and to to be. Uh, as where the Galaxy uh, wants to be and should be. I think also uh, what attracted me a lot is that obviously the Galaxy uh, is renowned here nation, uh, nationwide, but uh, but also internationally. Uh, this is something that I uh, I really uh, got excited about. And, and uh, I think that is something that at some point I think my ambitions also go towards creating something here, uh, different move in my, in my career. I've been a long time in the Mexican national team program, uh, starting in 2011 in the youth program or in charge of the youth national teams. I've gone through a whole lot of events, a whole lot of experiences. I think we had good results. I think we had results where we could have been better. And in the end, I've, uh, uh, I've been a big part of the full national team women's program and I think I can can add something with my experience to uh, to this great organization. Which, uh, to be honest, I need to be very thankful to uh, to Chris Klein to invite me to Dan Beckerman on behalf of AAG to to have me on board and part of this family. And I also need to be very very thankful to the Mexican Federation, John De Luisa, their president, and Guillermo Cantua, their general director, on giving me this opportunity to to grow. And 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 it's that the reason to be here is based on on ambition and on sporting reasons, and I'm excited to be here. Well, welcome back. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Um, for those who would like to submit a question, please press 5 star, not star 5. My apologies. Please press 5 star. Um, we'll go to Scott French with MLSsoccer.com with the next question. Hi, Dennis. Welcome, uh, welcome back to L.A. Thank you very much, Scott, and good to hear from you. Well, I, I, I've got, a, a, I guess, a kind of a multi-part question. One, what, uh, at what point did you start talking to the Galaxy? At what point did, did all of this come together? Um, what do you see as being your, your main priorities uh, to start off with? And uh, how is the situation with uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic and, and bringing him back to the club? So, okay, that is, uh, that's a few questions, Scott. Uh, I'll go with the first one. I've only been speaking to the Galaxy formally uh, until recently. Uh, to be honest, uh, 
uh, I think also as as uh, as I owe a lot of respect to to the place that I've worked uh, worked for and and represented for a long time and and always with um, with great pride is which is the the, the Mexican Federation. I think this. Uh, I needed to think this through. I needed to uh, get my head around certain things where I wanted to go. It is obviously a family aspect to the whole thing. Um, I've lived here in this area before, but I had no kids at that point. Um, I'm. I'm. Uh, but I little by little thinking, speaking to my family, looking at the ambitions, uh, speaking to the people here at the club like uh, Chris and, and Dan, not getting to know a little bit more of the staff, I, little by little I got very, very, and I am very excited. And I'm, uh, I, I'm a firm believer that there's a whole lot of opportunities in this area. Um, uh, I always thought that within the United States, Southern California is special for, for soccer. Uh, I always, as you know, and have always been directly or indirectly involved here in, in all kinds of activities such as scouting and player recruitment and and being as, as active as I can and giving opportunities to to people that I think have done uh, have done an interesting uh, job also in, in in our national team program and that is what me uh, got me here at, at a certain point but it's been very very recent to be honest it's it's actually uh, become very fast. I know that there has been some rumors out there, but it's until it's it's formal. I think uh, the best way uh, is to announce it, which is uh, which is today. Um, the other question is on the priorities uh, that you're asking me for. I think obviously a high priority is uh, first of all uh, assess and evaluate where we're at. There is a big priority, obviously, on installing and and. Uh, Coming up with the biggest, the best uh, technical staff to run uh, our roster for the coming seasons, and those are things that obviously are big decisions. And I know that there has have been talks from uh, the Galaxy to certain people, and and I'll pick it up, and I pick that up, and hopefully we can move forward as as quick as possible. There is. Uh, also, from speaking to to, uh, to Dan Beckerman and Chris, there is a high priority on on structurizing and having a much more um, a much higher connection in between the first team, the second team, and the academy. So I think I hope uh, to get obviously a, a clear idea and evaluate as as quick as possible because yes, you know, soccer doesn't stop and and there is uh, there is competition, there is. Uh, a uh, whole lot of people that also obviously um, are doing a good job, and we need to be uh, with with high energy and competitive. We need to be uh, with a clear idea of where we want to go. We have to have a clear identity and how we develop our players. And I do think that is a big challenge because obviously the first team of the Galaxy has has always and will always be known as as, as a place for high profile and high name players, which make a direct impact and and carry the team uh, to big success. But I think there is also a need for a little bit of a more local identity close to those players or, or being part of the, the group that uh, that actually the Galaxy has invested highly in, in, in the last few years. So that is, I think, something that, uh, that I can share with you. And then there was another thing. I'm sorry, Scott. Uh, Zlatan? 
yeah, we're obviously uh, speaking to him and with me now coming in and, and obviously creating and, and having a relationship with him. I hope that goes into a positive way, but un until there's nothing formal, we, uh, we can't really do uh, too much uh, announcement on that right now. As a follow-up, you mentioned technical staff. There's been reports that the club is looking very closely at and and supposedly close to hiring Jason Christ. Can you co comment on that? Well, I think it, it wouldn't be respectful to the candidates that we're uh, speaking to at the moment to go into names, and uh, I think I would like to leave it like that and, and at some point better come out with a formal statement in that instead of uh, going into names and, and just making it even more... Uh, a guessing game. Great. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you. We're going to take a question from ESPN FC's Jeff Carlisle. Just a reminder to everyone on the call, those interested in asking a question, please hit five star, five star. Um, we'll now put it over to Jeff Carlisle. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Brendan. Um, Dennis, uh, what does this all mean for, for Dominic Kinnear? I mean, obviously he was the interim coach at the end of last year. Is he going to be staying on, or uh, can you shed any light on that? Hi, Jeff. How are you? I'm well. Um, well, I think the best thing is, is for us to come out with a firm statement on what the, the staff will uh, formally look like. Uh, first of all, my my respect to Dominic, because at the end of last season and and the positive stretch even though uh, they ended up a little bit short to to make it to the players but i think you see that that, that he's been a big part of the turnaround uh he's a man that uh, has pedigree that has uh quality somebody that also obviously has been a proven factor in this in this league and and I think it, w it wouldn't be fair to to go into the exact uh, details, but that at least from from my end, uh, uh, there is a, a deep respect for his uh, his work, not only here but in, in obviously in the history of the league. Okay, thanks, Dennis. Thank you, Jeff. Um, we're going to take a question from Corner of Galaxies, Josh Gessman. Again, if you're interested in a question, please hit five star. Five star. Go ahead, Josh, with your question. All right, welcome back to uh, LA, Dennis. Uh, my question is: the Galaxy made a lot of moves in 2018, and uh, it, you know didn't fix all of their issues. Now, looking at 2019, do you feel like you have room around the salary cap to uh, to to fix a lot of the glaring issues? And and how do you see your maneuverability there within uh, the 2019 structure? Hi, how are you? Now, to, to be honest, I think uh, not only on the roster, but also on, on technical staff and a lot of personnel changes have been made in, in, in the last two years, I would say. And uh, it would be a little bit unfair for me to, to put a judgment on out on that. I'd like to look forward and I'd like to look to, to things that come. But I think uh, uh, an organization as as renowned and as uh, as successful as the Galaxy, there is something to it when you have so many so many personnel changes and so much overhaul of staff. To be honest, um, to give a judgment on that on the last year or even two years, I think wouldn't be fair. What I would do is uh, go forward. Uh, there is obviously within the league rules and regulations and uh, everything that. Uh, 
that needs to be uh, uh, needs to be clear that there is obviously a whole lot of players that are are locked in for the coming year, and and there is a reality to that. Uh, on the other hand, I do think there is some room, but we need to be creative. We need we're working on that hard. Uh, and the other question was one of the priorities. I think it starts with a technical staff and give obviously authority and uh, and a clear uh, vote of confidence to the to the staff and and anybody that comes in. So I think the 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 more in-depth conversations on roster and anything that uh, that is very very important and. Uh, going for us forward, not only this year, but also obviously making decisions that that obviously affect the coming years, uh, will be step by step. Thanks, Dennis. We're going to take a question now. Again, I believe it's five star um, to request a question and put your name in the queue. We're going to take a question from the Athletics, Pablo Mauer. Pablo. Uh, thanks, Brendan. Um, Dennis, thanks for making the time to do this. I, I wonder, um, obviously, it's been reported uh, the past couple of days that uh, Zlatan will be back in L.A. Uh, next year, and um, more recently that the club has sort of renegotiated his deal at a higher rate. I wonder if you could shed any light on whether the Galaxy is planning to make him a designated player. And just as a quick follow-up question to that, um, I, I'm wondering if the club is uh, sort of active, active, actively seeking to to uh, move Gio Dos Santos in some way, be it by buying his contract out, selling him to a team and paying part of that. Uh, I wonder if you could shed light on either of those two things. Yeah, well, I, I, I do think with uh, speaking to Slatan, he has a, he has a positive feeling for 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 being here. His family, his wife, and, and two sons are. are are much more settled in. I think uh, what is most important uh, on the field last year, he made a direct impact as from day one. Um, I think all these questions also are geared a little bit towards the, the coaching staff, but I think uh, these things are obviously all positive, which if, if you end, if it, add, it adds up, it, it would be something that uh, it needs to, uh, for the Galaxy, it needs to add to to our ambitions for for next year, and when everything would be uh, formal or finalized or everything, then we'll come out with something more uh, on that. To be honest, I do think that there is a whole lot of positives to that, and that is my personal opinion. Uh, being here only for a little bit of time and looking at obviously uh, outside from the outside in a, a uncertain aspect. Uh, on Giovanni, I can tell you that I've known him for many years. I know him. I know his family. Uh, I think there is, a, as a, as a high-profile player, there's obligations and there's responsibilities. There is obviously this is a competitive industry. We need to win. We need to be very good. Uh, I think my my relation with. Uh, with brothers Jonathan and Giovanni uh, has nothing to do with my responsibilities here at the Galaxy and, and will always and without any doubt will take, take the best decision for the team, uh, for the organization, either that uh, Giovanni or any other player. I think there's, there's, a, there's a big opportunity obviously for us to grow and, and 
Giovanni, I must say, is a talented player, but the last two seasons have been uh, have been difficult for him. And uh, I mean, we have to sit down and discuss it, and to men, and then see where it goes. And and as I said, the technical staff and the head coach is the same. Thank you very much. Thank you. Pablo, um, we're going to go to uh, Damien Calhoun with the Daily Breeze. Damien? Uh, uh, Dennis, how are you doing? How are you, Dennis? I'm doing great. Um, can you clarify what you meant earlier? You said the need for a local identity within the club. Is there, is, is going forward, do you think we'll see more guys from the academy make their way up to the, uh, the, the first team? To be honest, I, I've always been a firm believer that in Southern California and in this area, there is a there is a big pool of talent. Uh, it, it's not something that that has been something from the last few years. That's been four years. I think uh, the Galaxy uh, they're part of an exciting city. It's a diverse city. There's a whole lot of uh, different communities that could add to that. I think. There's a a big opportunity for us to improve on that, on on formalizing our academy product, professionalizing our academy, uh, carry ourselves maybe sometimes in a different way, uh, being more open to to opportunities, being also more clear on what the expectations and and what the pathway would be for players that come in, and at some point it ends up if there's players that, that honestly get an opportunity so that other players can follow. And I, uh, not only from my professional obligations at the club, it's something personal I've always liked to do. I, I started working in Mexico 15 years ago as head of the youth development part of, of Chivas. I've done it in Tigres in Monterrey. And big part of my career at the Federation, I've, I've, I've ran the youth national teams, uh, which... Uh, which I think has, has turned into a very positive and, and a project that had, had continuity. And then you can only get that uh, with a professional project. And I, I do think that if you look at uh, a local identity, if you go to big clubs in the world, as we should be considering also ourselves, uh, there is opportunities for young players. And I've come from a culture where that is quite normal, uh, as in Holland it is. I've worked in an environment where it's necessary and 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 it's uh, something that that is also uh, normal, such as in in Mexico. And and years ago, being in this area, I've always admired uh, the amount of talent and and high quality of 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 players that come out of this area. And I think we should take advantage of it. And on the other hand, we have an obligation also because there's a lot of resources that's been put to this program. If you look at our academy, how they uh, how they're organized, and and obviously having the Galaxy 2 in this as as part of the their development, and I think and I hope and I'm sure with my experience and and evaluating that that we're going to lift this to a different level. That said, that at some point there is honest and and good opportunities for for players to to make it to the first team, which is not a, an easy step, and it's not obviously the only part of our, our identity because that is uh, something that, that little by little will grow into. But I think it's an important part that we need to take care of. Thank you. Thank you, Damien. Um, again, if you have any questions, uh, five star. 
Um, we're going to take a question from Paul Kennedy with Soccer America. Paul? Hi, thanks for taking the time today. Um, Dennis, the question I have for you is to follow up what you just said. Uh, what, what can the club do to uh, uh, keep players from its academy program like Alex Mendez and uh, Ulanis who are going to Germany? And also next season, what do you think are the chances and what would uh, Efrain Alvarez need to do to uh, contribute to the, the first team? Yeah, to be honest, first of all, I, I'd like to say that both players are high-quality players. Um, I think, uh, and I, I can judge the circumstances um, why they are not on our on our on our program. I, I do think that um, we need to take this very seriously as 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 a club. And, and you know me that I, I've always really cared about. Uh, talent in this area or anywhere in, in the United States to give an opportunity, then in the end what they do with it is obviously, but that they need to be helped and pushed and and, and given an, a clear idea on, on where to go to. And to be honest, if you go into to Efra, who I know very well, who's on the U-17 Mexican national team, I think there's two very big challenges for him. Uh, there's qualifiers in the upcoming year for the U-17 World Cup. And by the end of the year, there's a World Cup in Peru. Uh, knowing the program and actually having a big hand in that, it's obviously a lot of traveling for him. He's, he'll be present in a lot of camps. In the meantime, I think he needs to be challenged here to further develop. Uh, the first signs of, of a promising and talented players are, are there for sure. Now, how can we get him in a more competitive environment so that he really shows what he's worth of and for sure talented. And now it's also up to us to help that and to get the best out of him so that he serves as, as somebody that, that other kids in, in the academy and, and obviously people that, that are in, in this area look up to and say, you know what, there is an opportunity and it's a fair opportunity also. And a lot of that goes, like I said, goes also to our technical staff and how we build our identity and how we build our club that, that our technical staff needs to be open to that because there's a lot of investment going towards that, a lot of resources. But on the other hand, it's, an, it's a golden opportunity. There is a lot of talent and it's shown over the last few years that you can get players out of this area which grow into very uh, competitive and good players, not only here, but abroad in, in different national team programs. And I think it's something that I, that is one of the things that I'm very, very excited about. Thank you, Paul. Um, I think we're going to take one last question from Adam Serrano with LAGalaxy.com. Adam? Hello, Adam? I'm here. Hold on one second, Adam. We can't hear you on the call. Hold on. There you go. Okay, Dennis, you mentioned uh, at length the academy and uh, your plans to develop the group. Uh, when you look at the second team, how important is that to this project, and how do you see different ways to uh, help with that part of the pipeline and really connect it to the first team? Yeah, I do think that, that uh, in an earlier question, what are now coming in your highest priorities? So it's obviously the highest priority goes to our first team. There's a whole bunch of uh, things on the table regarding players, 
decisions, obviously the coaching decision is and, and the technical staff decision is the highest priority. If you work your way down, I think a connection in between the first team and the second team for our coaching staff, for our players to take advantage of that structure and and, and the possibility to to integrate that, I think is, is very big. And I do think um, also a little bit from, from the outside looking at, at, at the current competition structure, I do think that a lot of players develop through competition. Uh, it is training, it is good coaching, good mentorship people that are around the players that obviously guide them in the right direction, but you need go good competition also. And I think the decision on players moving up, uh, going to a second team, to a reserve team, as, as we, we could even call it, as, as the Galaxy 2 is, I think those are important decisions. And you really need to settle down and sit down what are the, the arguments and the details on a decision like that and, and take care of it. Because... Um, Obviously, I think that uh, we need to take uh, much more advantage of that. We need to connect it much more to our academy on one side and to our first team on the other side. And that's a big part of my responsibilities to uh, to obviously push the coaching staff on the first team towards looking at that uh, uh, in, in a way that it, it, it doesn't affect the high priority of winning and being good on the first team. And also finding a balance in between winning but also developing on the second team and finding the right way to, to get guys in, in in positions where they actually could raise their hand and you say, I'd be ready to, to make a step up. And I think that is something that, that for sure we'll, we'll take seriously. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. We're going to take a question in Spanish from John Rojas. John? Thank you, Brendan. Um, Dennis, esta pregunta en español, por favor, para ver si me podrías aclarar. Hablaste al principio un poco en inglés de las de Giovanni, de las responsabilidades de los jugadores de alto perfil, y quedó la sensación de que probablemente eh, la manera como se están dando las cosas en este momento con él, en cuanto a compensación y performance, no, no es la que el club pretende de ahora en adelante con, con, con usted a la cabeza, porque quizás sería esa una de las herramientas, digamos, para para poder darle a Zlatan el estatus que necesitaría ese nuevo contrato. Pero yo creo que en el caso de Giovanni es un tema importante de también con la madurez que ya tiene, con la edad que ya tiene, con todas las experiencias que ya ha vivido, eh, saber primeramente eh, su tema físico, porque no ha podido mostrar todo el talento que tiene en alguna forma u otro. Eh, en función a su equipo, como es el Galaxy, donde se debe y donde tiene el contrato, eh, siendo muy claro y con una, con una comunicación muy abierta, cercano, cuál es lo que él espera de, del año que viene y lo que también el club espera de él. Eh, yo creo que en cualquier equipo del mundo, cualquier club del mundo, los jugadores de alto perfil, donde se espera muchas cosas y donde se tiene ciertas responsabilidades, él seguro no huye ni, ni se aleja de las responsabilidades que tiene, pero sí necesito para tener un mayor panorama también ver su versión y sentarme con él y con la confianza que, que lo tengo, que, que sea claro y abierto. Este no significa, como le dije también en inglés, que mi rol o mi relación que podría haber tenido o tiene por ser parte en la selección de México con él, impida alguna decisión, porque al final de cuentas lo que a mí me importa que aquí el equipo sigue creciendo, sigue teniendo lo mejor de, de, de todo, 
y, y obviamente pues hay que ser eh, hay que ser muy claros que todos los jugadores independiente de dónde vienen y cómo son pero tengan responsabilidades y obligaciones hacia el equipo y después de años que a lo mejor por alguna otra razón, por eso me gustaría realmente sentar, sentar y, y escuchar, eh, no ha sido el, el potencial que totalmente tiene y que mostró en la primera temporada aquí, obviamente. Sí, la contrapregunta, si se puede, sería, ¿ese es el camino entonces para analizar no con Giovanni bien. la situación y poder tomar ese camino? Pero no te escucho bien, ¿cuál es la pregunta? No, la contrapregunta sería si ese es entonces el camino para, para digamos, para abrir ese otro espacio de jugador franquicia. Mira, el camino es, es entender dónde ha estado, eh, entender también la posición del nuevo entrenador hacia él, eh, tener un espacio de, 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 de mucha formalidad y de responsabilidad del club hacia él, que entendemos dónde está su posición y sus deseos, y sus objetivos, y sus ilusiones. Eh, la verdad no creo que eh, no creo que nos impida nada para platicar con él, y, y siendo honesto, si tengo que ser muy honesto, pues él tiene contrato actualmente con el equipo, entonces hasta ahí no vamos a aventurar un, o suponer nada, pues seamos claros, platicamos con él, y después tomamos alguna, alguna decisión junto con el cuerpo técnico instalado, y vemos cuál es el, el, el futuro de él. Él obviamente tiene muchísimas cosas, como vimos en su primera temporada, para ofrecer y necesito saber y tener un poquito mayor idea y, y sentirle un poco más lo que ha pasado en, en, en los otros años, porque pues apenas hoy es mi primer día, como, como dijo el anuncio. Gracias, John. Vamos a tomar una última pregunta en español de Enrique Gutiérrez y luego vamos a terminar la call. Uh, should anyone need a transcript or recording of the call, please reach out to Chris Glidden at the LA Galaxy. Go ahead, Enrique. Thank you, Brendan. Um, Dennis, buenas tardes. Eh, bienvenido. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, y tú, Enrique. Gusto saludarte. Muy bien, gracias. Eh, Dennis, eh, la pregunta es, eh, obviamente, tu primer día, como lo acabas de mencionar, pero pues parece que el trabajo es mucho, no solo porque... Eh, por los problemas que ya has, que ya has eh, platicado en inglés un, un poco, pero levantar a un equipo que ha tenido sus peores temporadas, eh, que, ¿cómo encaras esto? O sea, ¿cuál es cuál va a ser tu, tu aporte para que este equipo regrese a la cima donde tiene que estar? Ya, pues, pues te agradezco la pregunta, creo que es muy buena. Uh, la verdad, el, el, el hecho de que el, el Galaxy, que es un equipo muy reconocido, histórico aquí en MLS, exitoso en, en muchas épocas, eh, se ha fijado en mí, la verdad me ilusiona mucho, eh, como te dije, las razones de estar aquí son estos, de trabajar mucho, siempre he sido alguien que dentro de los proyectos invierta mucho de su tiempo en, en realmente trabajar, en, en este momento yo creo que el primer eh, paso sería observar y buscar dentro de, de la organización donde obviamente se podría mejorar a muy corto plazo, que hay ciertos pendientes en la mesa que se tiene que definir y que se tiene que decidir ya muy pronto para obviamente avanzar. Y luego a, a, con un poco más de tiempo, obviamente tener una clara idea y una evaluación en todas las áreas del club 
donde podemos crear quizás un fundamento mucho más sólido, donde nuestro comportamiento sea más profesional, donde hay eh, pues pendientes que, que se tiene que atacar, eh, quizás no directamente, pero a, a, para que tenga un éxito a largo plazo instalar algunos temas en, en, en todos los demás áreas que menciono, pero pues como, como te dije, pues ya la verdad eh, el equipo se mide mucho como en, en como debe de ser la verdad y sin tener ninguna excusa por resultados y por uh, por el éxito en la cancha del primer equipo entonces la prioridad es, es hacia allá y de ahí vamos bajando a, a todos los demás áreas donde yo creo que vamos a necesitar mucho mucho apoyo de la gente que están aquí y reforzar bajo un, un plan claro cuál es la la forma como queremos Cómo, cómo queremos que la gente nos vean y cómo queremos que la gente eh, nos sientan. Y que yo creo que el hecho de que es un equipo con mucha historia, con muchos éxitos y con mucho nombre, no nada más eh, se tiene que decir. Entonces, yo creo que también se tiene que trabajar y se tiene que pues, lograr que, que, que realmente pues estás, eh, ¿cómo te podría decir?, que realmente estás en, 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 en todos los días viviendo eso. Y la verdad, yo creo que las, las prioridades son muy claras, como ya se los mencioné, y lo demás cosas, poco a poco, con mucho trabajo y con mucho entusiasmo y con la mejor ilusión y, y poniéndome al servicio del, del equipo, de, de, de su directiva y de su, su gran visión, yo creo que sería poco a poco que vamos seguro vamos a mejorar. Ok, muchas gracias, mucho éxito, Denis, bienvenido. Agradezco mucho, saludos. Thank you to everyone for taking the time to join us on the call today. Uh, should you need anything uh, from a recording um, or anything else, please reach out to us and we'll take care of it. We look forward to working with you soon and thanks to uh, Dennis for his time today. Thank you.